whimsical building. Who says science can't be fun? Me. I smell a museum. Yeah, good things don't end with eum. They end with mania. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the greatest sports entertainment spectacular of all time. Welcome to WrestleMania. Now is the time. Welcome to the Wrestling House Show. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Joey. And my name is Chris. Well, it's great to be alive, Chris. We, we made it. it. We made it home in one piece. Uh, I, were you ever in fear of not being alive? Well, yeah, and not not because of your driving or anything, but yeah, yeah follow the news, those, that, those storms. Yeah, how's the weather? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> How's okay. the weather out there? No, like a storm that killed many people. That we went through, <laughs> so yeah, for like ten minutes. Yeah, I was. It felt like two hours. Yeah, but uh, we're, we're we made it to and from in one piece, and in the in between all that, we had WrestleMania weekend, a yes. literally like a four or five day weekend of stuff. Yes, and yes, it was. Since this was like, I think you know we've been we okay the the first time we went in Houston we we went there we went to the two Ring of Honor shows we yeah. we had a cup of coffee at that Booker T uh, charity thing it we was, uh, what, like the night we got there closing down like ten minutes saw Daphne and yeah. left yeah yeah basically that was it and then we then we went to Hall of Fame WrestleMania that day that was before Dragon Gate was booking shows there yeah and that was before. All this other stuff started to me. It appears that way. That's before all this other stuff started showing up, and ish. But I gotta tell you, for those of you who've never been to a WrestleMania weekend, you gotta do a lot of planning, and yeah. you gotta like, you gotta know what you want to do, and be prepared to not do everything you want to, even if you think yeah. it's feasible. Yeah, <laughs> I we I learned this this weekend. Yeah. Well, there's only, I mean, there was one thing that we didn't go to that we thought we were going to. We could have made it, but then there was another one where it just wasn't possible. So, I think uh, the one I was thinking of off the top of my head was uh, Cole Cabana show, the yeah. $5 wrestling show. Yeah, that show. wasn't possible. We couldn't have made that. Yeah, because so. literally, yeah, I, I don't want to get into trajectory here, but it was literally like I, I went to Hall of Fame and Chris went to the first Dragon Gate show. Yeah. So those of you who did not know that, if you're not following us on, on Twitter or whatever, then you then that's the uh there's your payoff storyline there. Chris actually did wind up going to Dragon Gate. Yes. I went to the Hall of Fame and then so I had the car. So uh we drove from the Hall of Fame to pick up Chris at the Dragon Gate show, which is outside of town. It wasn't even in Atlanta. It's the outskirts of Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, and I don't even remember the name of the uh the city, but it's not that important. Well it, it was it was just on the very outside of Atlanta. Yeah. It was about 15 minutes from the to get out of the parking lot to the from the arena. I'm not complaining. Don't get me wrong. Uh, <laughs> to, to get to the freeway to get to where that show was, and then by the time I got through all the traffic, you have to put on that 15 minutes, yeah. and then it was way too late. We didn't. Get I don't see how anybody could have made it from the Hall of Fame to Colt Cabana's theme because Colt Cabana was actually someone I didn't see him personally, but some of the people behind me said, "Hey, Colt Cabana's here." 
Apparently he showed up at the Dragon Gate show and was like out in the hallway for a little while. Oh, so cool. apparently the uh, $5 wrestling was close to where I was. Oh, okay. So I don't see how anybody could have made it from the Hall of Fame to the to, to his show, but maybe they could have. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they could have. And by the time I got out there, it was like already like 11.45, and I think the show started at 11. Yeah. So had to miss it. And that's the thing I'm probably the most bummed about. But, you know, because, I mean, how often are they going to do that live? Yeah. So. Well, next year, probably. Hopefully next year. Please, uh, Cold, if you're listening, please do it again next year. And do it like an hour. Do it like at midnight. Don't do it at 11. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> All right. At mid- midnight movies. It makes well, sense. Well, I didn't expect the Hall of Fame to last that long. It didn't last that long two years ago when we went and did it. It was only like an hour and a half, it seemed like. It was pretty short, it seemed to me. It wasn't an hour and a half. It was definitely like closer to three hours. It really was. Uh, I think you're wrong about that. Really? Yeah. Because this was about a three-hour show, at yeah, least. Yeah, this one was, yeah. Yeah, because it was over, like, around 11. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and it didn't seem that way, uh, you know, and that's good. Yeah. But yeah, and that's also because we didn't have anything to do two years ago after the Hall of Fame, besides just go back to the hotel. Yeah. So, I still remember I had, like, the best pizza I ever had in my entire life that night. I still remember that, and <laughs> okay. I forgot the name of the restaurant. I don't know, some Italian place where I got all sorts of other stuff. But anyway. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Not important. But <laughs> you yeah. want to talk about important food, though, like just start the trip. <laughs> yeah. uh, the first we, major thing that happened to yeah, us wrestling-wise. We, uh, we got to Atlanta on um, Thursday around, what time was it? I don't oh, even know. Good God. Uh, well, because we lost an hour going that way, so it ended up being like five, after five, I think, is when we got into town. And that's yeah. when we like checked into the hotel, and so we showered because we hadn't slept, and I hadn't slept more than like an hour in the past like thirty six hours. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how you did. You're like a machine. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so we showered and deciding what to do the first night. There were a few things we wanted to do. Ended up saying, "Well, let's go get food and wrestling at the same time." So we went to uh, Abdullah the Butcher's House of Ribs and Chinese food. Yes. And, uh, in another part of Atlanta, everything's was really spread out. Yeah, this year. it's 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 very Houston-like in that sense, and it really well, bothers me with the whole one-way street thing. That well, that's any cool. downtown, but yeah. I mean, I think we got lucky in Houston at twenty-five because everything, almost everything, was very centralized. Yeah, the Booker T thing, Ring of Honor access, um, the Hall of Fame—they were all right there. The only thing we had to go out of our way to was actually WrestleMania, yeah. and that was the last day we left anyway. And that's perfect. Right there, I think that's perfect. Every city, <laughs> any city they're going to go to needs to be yeah. able, they need to be able to book it that we way. We didn't even have to get in the car until we had to go to WrestleMania yeah. for Houston. This time we had to drive everywhere. Cause yeah. It'd be we, nice if every major metropolitan city, like Atlanta, and like Houston does have, yeah. they had that big-ass like convention center street. Yeah. That's like every city should have one of those. You could literally host a hundred conventions in one of those things. Yeah. It looks like this weird steel factory outside. Yeah. With like big pipes sticking out of it. Every city should have one of those. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But but yeah, we so we we went out to uh, Abdullah's place yeah. and not expecting to to see him or anything. No, no. Cuz uh I, I was mean, just hoping to see like maybe a wrestler like hey, it's around dinner time. Yeah. yeah. I know a few wrestlers did go out there that weekend. I think Chima actually tweeted about going there, and yeah. and I know some others actually went out there. 
But uh, we walk in and we look around and it's it's pretty empty. I don't. There's like nobody eating at the time because yeah. it was it was about eight o'clock. It was about eight, and they're supposed to close at nine. But I think they stayed open later anyway. Yeah, which but, you uh, would want to do, yeah. um, especially that weekend of all weekends. Yeah. But we look over to our right and there's Abdullah sitting at one of the tables, just hanging out, just hanging like he's on the clock, but he's just like it's an owner just. You've been to many restaurants where you can yeah. see the owner with his little clipboard hanging out, you know, at the yeah. table, and that's exactly what was going on. Yeah. Abdul just leaning over the table. So we're like looking at each other. He's like, "Hey, look, that's that's Abdul over there." And so we just kind of walk slowly up to the counter because, like I said, there's no one in there. We're I was wondering if they were even open. Well, when the guy the, when the guy took our order, he realized that we knew that that was Abdullah, and he just yeah. basically gave me the impression like, "Hey." Like here, you know, you pay for your meal. All right, uh, just go over there. He'll talk to you. Don't be shy or whatever. Yeah. Get a picture, and that let me led me to believe that if since we're buying food at his fine establishment, that he would, uh, you know, at least do a autograph and a picture or something yeah. like that. But it was a little different. He's an old school guy, so he kind of gimmick tabled us a little bit. But <laughs> it turned out pretty good, right, Chris? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, I completely understand that. It's, no, I, I do too. But I he's was, he's making a living, and uh, that's fair enough. Um, so he's like, well, you want a picture? Go buy something. So <laughs> yeah. basically is what he said. I mean, he's very direct yeah. with, with his, with his, uh, what he says. Um, so I went over there, I bought a t-shirt and come back over and I did. I yeah, who's, a, who else is on that t-shirt? No, Nosawa. Yeah. yeah it's, it like, like, a, it's like a card, isn't it? Yeah, it was like uh, a picture of like Nosawa versus Abdul the Butcher, like some death match, something, a lot of Japanese yeah. writing on it. It's pretty cool. Um, and the only shirt they had in my size, so... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, that was kind of the problem I ran into, actually. Yeah. So, that's why I didn't get a shirt. But I was, like, kind of wishing I did now, especially after the picture that Chris got. Yeah, because I go over there and I say, okay, can I get a picture with you, sir? And he says, sure. And so I sit down, and we he eventually just, we're just, like, like a, like a handshake kind of thing. He yeah. says, you... You want me to? You want me to stab you with a fork? And <laughs> yeah. I, it took me a second. I was like, "Yeah, I do. You have one." <laughs> yeah. And so he ha- he actually has a little pouch that he carries, like apparently forks in. Yeah. Because he like unzips it and brings it's out his a little fork. money bag. The, yeah. The, the, the little uh, yeah, yeah. Bank which, pouches. Which makes sense. But uh, so yeah, I got stabbed in the head by Abdullah. Well, that that both scenarios I would have said yes to because. Either you're getting a um, an accident over the top animated picture where he really doesn't stab you in the head with a fork, right. but it's next to your head, yeah. or Chris owns a rib place now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's either one of two scenarios, right. and either one are great. So so yeah, I, the, the thought did go through my head is like, what did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> what did I just agree <laughs> yeah. to? Take a picture now. Take it now. Take yeah, it now. Yeah. You got video. You got video. But so so I mean that was cool, and I mean the pictures are on our Facebook, so check them out. And I tweeted I tweeted a lot this weekend. Oh yeah, like all, all all the stuff that we did. So, um, but yeah, and the food food was good. Yeah, like if you like, if you you know, it's a classic, messy ribs joint with um, the sides are really really actually I like the sides a lot. Usually I judge a place by its side dishes for some reason. Okay. And great side dishes. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's funny. Um, and I like the picture you took at our table at Abdullah's place. Yeah. Because it was very fitting. The booth we were in uh, next to you was a picture of... Chima and Noruki Doi. And it was on my side of the table. Sid. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was very appropriate, the booth we chose. So. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, and you walk walked around afterwards and, like, every single wrestler that has ever uh, ate there, eaten there. Eaten there. Uh, prop- yeah, there we go. I, I always think it's going to be wrong grammar. Eaten. 
has eaten there has a autograph eight by ten that is framed and on the yeah. wall, and it was really cool to see. You know, just yeah, it's a nice history of you know because new guys, really old guys, yeah. and everybody in between. So I thought it was cool. Like I said, I did see that other people, other wrestlers had gone. Chima tweets a lot, and I saw that. He actually went on, I think it was Monday, he was still in town, because he, he had a picture of him outside, out by the uh, the uh, the sign. Yeah. So. And so the bar was set. It's like, hey, we may go to places and run into people, and that would be awesome. Because I'm a fan more so of the random meeting, and it never happens to me. Yeah. And after this weekend, I'm so a fan of it. Yeah. And there's more to come, because literally, if I'm right, the next afternoon... Yeah. Uh, so actually, that first night we were debating about whether going to uh, Piper's uh, comedy show. That's right, and we didn't we didn't wind up going because there were like a hundred opening acts, and it was just like getting close to starting time, and I was we were so brain dead and tired. At least I was. Yeah. So we were like, you know, let's go in early because we got some touristy things to do tomorrow. Yeah. So we turned in early. Didn't go to Piper. It'd have been nice to report on. So I was. Still I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be looking for footage online. Yeah, I don't know. I like I said when we were there, it's like I can I can take it or leave it because I'm sure it's not gonna be like that great. But yeah, probably relying on his opening acts to kind of get the room going. But maybe I was wrong. Maybe. maybe. Like I said, he might. If, if anybody is gonna transcend the genre, like all these like obvious like garbage comedians, like the Iron Sheik is. I love the Sheik, but you know he's doing stand-up shows, and there's a lot of guys from that generation that are now getting booked to do stand-up shows. Yeah. But I say if anyone has the ability to get it, uh, you know, and do it good, it's gotta be Piper. Yeah. So yeah. that's the only thing I was really curious about. But I'm gonna yeah. check out footage to see what I can figure uh, out. But, uh, yeah, so the next day we do, there's, we didn't, uh, I don't, we didn't, Access started, did it start, uh, what day was that? It started, like, that Thursday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because so, like I said, and that's the other thing, if you go out, I'm sorry to shut you down yeah. here for a second, but if you, if people out there, if you do go to WrestleMania weekend, you can get there on a Wednesday, and uh, if all you want to do is official WWE stuff, you've, you're have you booked for the yeah. whole weekend. You yeah. There's always going to be something for you to do from sunrise to sunset and beyond. Yeah. And that's if you're just doing the official stuff. Because yeah. Wednesday, it's like the golf thing, the reading thing, and the art thing is all on the same day. Yeah. And some, I think some, one of those may be on Thursday. But then know. Access starts on Thursday, and it's like all day. Yeah. And there's different people scheduled for different times. If you're interested in meeting the, the wrestlers and superstars, then you could probably spend all day every day there. Yeah. You probably would. Yeah, exactly. And they're, you know, they, they have stuff to do out there. They got the, you know, but we'll go into detail on that later. Yeah. But like I said, if you're if you're just doing official stuff, then you've got tons of stuff to do. Yeah. And that's if you don't care about seeing anything in the city, which, you know, I've never been to Atlanta before. I wanted to see some of yeah. it. And, but like I said, you just go to Access, do yourself a favor, people. Get the VIP treatment, whatever it costs. If you're, you're already going out there, yeah. do the VIP thing. Yeah, seems to be the way to go. Yeah, and we'll go into detail later about that. But uh, yeah, so my days are running together because that right. Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday seems like one day to me. So it was actually Friday. Fr- it was Friday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I remember that we were gonna we were gonna go to the zoo and the aquarium, but we we're like, where are we gonna? Since we went to Abdullah's last night, our other main thing, the place that we had to go eat, yeah. was Glass Nights Chicken and Waffles. Yes, because it actually it is kind of wrestling related. 
Yes. Gladys Knight, she did appear at a WrestleMania. Exactly. She was the she sang the national anthem or America the Beautiful, I can I never can't remember, remember which one, at WrestleMania four. Yeah. At Trump Plaza. Yeah. So there's a tie in. So yes. Yeah. So this this counts as a uh, but yeah, I really, 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 really wanted to go there. And it actually paid off because we're parking we find parking like right next to to the restaurant. Yeah. And um as we're getting out of our car and getting situated, uh we see this large man coming back from his truck. And I look over, and he's wearing a uh, WWE, WWE jacket. Yeah, like a track jacket yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And I do a double take, and it's Ezekiel Jackson. Did the same thing, double take. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> so while we're looking at each other, I, I just like say, hey, sir, can we get a picture with you? Mm-hmm. And he's like, he seemed a little distracted, like he wanted to get back in, because he probably already had a table. Yeah, and that's also because he was running into the same problem we were. Hey, you don't have to park there, man. You can park over here. Yeah. Don't give those guys money. Give me money. No, it's okay. We'll park within the gates. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And he was doing the exact same thing. Yeah. So Zeke gave us advice on, like, don't pay attention to that guy. Yeah, exactly. exactly the first thing he said to us. <laughs> don't pass this guy. He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so he took he took pictures with us, which is really cool. So, uh, really nice guy. Like, super nice guy. Uh, stopping like that while he has lunch probably already on its way. Yeah. And he was with someone, so... It was, yeah, it was, it was cool with his wife, to, actually. It yeah. was really cool of him to take time. Yeah. That was that was, that was was um, Nola who went with us. That was her first picture with a pro wrestler. So oh, I, cool. I, need, I, I want to mention that because I think that's awesome. Because I remember yeah. my first. Yeah. Everybody remembers their first. So I thought that was really cool. That's cool. Big fan of the random meeting, and that's what we got. Yeah. But wait, there's more. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we, we go up and put our name on the on the book to uh, get seated. It's going to take about 30 minutes, so we're waiting outside. And while I'm, I'm, of course, I'm tweeting, like, I'm at Chicken and Waffles, and I just met Ezekiel Jackson. I put the picture online, yeah. put it on our Facebook, and I, I tweet it. And uh, I, I tag um, Ezekiel Jackson because he tweets a lot. Yeah. And he responds to a lot of people. So uh, eventually we get, we get uh, seated. We're, like, at a booth, like, diagonally, just, like, right across the aisle from Zeke. So we're practically we could ease you could just lob a french fry and get it on his plate that's how close we yeah were. so we were like right pretty much right next to him just behind his shoulder and uh so I've, i'm doing my best not to like keep looking at him yeah but uh it was easier for me because i wasn't uh, he was a little diagonal out for me i had my back to him yeah so it was easier for me but i kept trying to do the eye thing yeah so uh I mean, it's not like I don't really get that starstruck usually. Yeah. But I mean, he's, he's there. He's a presence. He's yeah. And he's a big guy. Yeah. He's there, and I know who he is, and yeah. he's, he's a cool guy. So, um, but eventually, like him and his wife, they they finish up, and she goes to the bathroom, and so he's at his table alone with there's no food, nothing to do. So he gets out his phone. It's a phone out. And I look. I I don't mean to like yeah, get know. into his business, but I'm looking, and I see he's on Twitter. Yeah. Because I can see the, the. You can see that stuff from a distance. Yeah, I, can I can see the I can see the faces scrolling up and down on, and then I can see he's looking at a picture, and I can tell that it's the picture of us because I, I can see it plainly. Yeah. I mean, it was that close. And so I'm like, hey, he's look, he's looking at our picture right now, and so he just turns around. And he's like, hey, nice picture, guys. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Big thanks, smile Zeke. from ear to ear. I mean, like, yeah. just really cool guy. Remember when he used to just smile manically when he first started? Yeah. That's exactly what it looked yeah. like. Yeah. And then his his wife comes back and uh, sits down, and he he tells her, I guess, and shows her, and and she looks over at us too, and she's like, really, guys, already? <laughs> like, just kind of laughs, like, yeah. We just got into town. Yeah. <laughs> We're like. Miles and miles and miles away from those autograph yeah. signings. <laughs> so I mean that that was really awesome, and by the food was great. So go eat there. Yes, definitely go eat there. You can't go wrong almost with anything. But that 
And oh yeah, and you and Zig do the exact same thing. You both take pictures of food. Yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah, that actually paid off later in the night. But uh, I took a picture of my uh, midnight train chicken and waffles. Yeah. But uh, um, and then when Zeke left and everything, uh, he there were other fans there. Obviously, you can whenever you go to town for one of these things, you can tell who the wrestling fans are. Yeah, because they always it's, wear shirts. It's plainly obvious. I mean, well, we didn't even wear shirts. No, we didn't at all. But you can tell it were wrestling fans. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, there's certain parts of town where you kind of stick out. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, That's all I'll say. But he was so cool, though, man. Like, there were obvious fans there. And, yeah, like, we weren't wearing the shirts. So, we're, you know, we were way more incognito than a lot of those other guys. Yeah. Fathers and sons with those bright-ass John Cena shirts yeah. on, as Rock likes to say. Our DX shirts. Yeah, and sitting at the table. And he, uh, I think you were actually in the bathroom for this. Uh, he went over and he shook hands. Um with all those guys he shook hands with them when he said goodbye mm-hmm. and he went over to the father and son and he actually posed for a picture at that table yeah you know and like they did uh, you know he even asked him you want a picture dude you know a little, little, yeah. little kid that's cool it, really nice guy class act that's really cool good representative of the company that's yeah. for sure give him a world title push damn it I know right especially after this week oh oh yeah, we'll get into that later. Uh, but yeah so that was pretty much all we did wrestling related on a Friday we tried I found out too late that uh, one of my top favorite wrestlers ever, uh, Sarah Dore, was going to be at the Ring of Honor show on Friday only. Yeah. Um, and who knew in advance because she they, was they, supposedly booked in North Carolina on Friday, wasn't she? I don't know if it was Friday, but it was that weekend. I can't remember now. Against Mickey James, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd love to have seen that. So that's why I assumed that she wasn't going to be there. And then I looked like earlier that day and was like, well, she's going to be there wrestling with Serena Deeb, yeah. like teaming up. But we drove so, out to center stage to yeah. try to get tickets for that, and there were literally no tickets. There I was, thought there that, was one. Yeah, there was one ticket. It was yeah. like a one VIP ticket. No, we need three tickets. Yeah. So even if there was two, we'd have been screwed. But yeah. uh, it was just like, man, <laughs> like I can't believe there wasn't like you know after production sets up. But yeah, yeah. it's not that it's not that large of a place, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah. but I was just so bummed out because not only did you have the the world's greatest tag team versus the kings of wrestling in a title match yeah but where, then that match where the world's greatest tag team actually beat the kings for yeah. the roh tag team titles yeah so there you go new yeah. new tag team champions for ring of honor like i said i was talking to, i was actually going over all the teams in my head that they have I, I really this is not a cheap plug for the tag team tournament but it can be i was like how sad is that that a team like i would say literally the all-night express Red mm-hmm. Titus and Kenny King yeah. are the fourth best tag team in that company. How crazy is that? It's not a big league, yeah. but after World's Greatest, Kings, Briscoes, and those guys, and that's no shot at them. Yeah. That's just how great their tag team division is. Yeah. It's 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 amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I said, it's it, the roster's not huge. When we went on the second day, how many tag matches did we see, Chris? Um, like four? We saw, yeah, quite a few, including a like shimmer. like four tag matches. Yeah. That was half the show, or more than half of the show, was straight two-on-two tag matches. Yeah. That was so beautiful, because we knew we weren't going to get that the rest of the... Um, or at least on Sunday, we weren't going to get it. Yeah. So... Anyway, I'm probably skipping ahead, but yeah, just made me think of that. So go ahead. But, uh, like I said, that was pretty much the only... Wrestling the well actually no because later that night I I follow uh, this great website uh, if you haven't heard of it called Diva Dirt um, DivaDirt yeah, dot com um, it's all about women's wrestling and we all know I like the women's wrestling yes so um, I follow them on Twitter and saw that like that day they announced that they were going to have this uh, the fan party basically. 
for anyone who's a fan, come out, uh, join some of the crew from Diva Dirt at the Hard Rock in downtown Atlanta, yeah. and just like talk wrestling, get to know yeah, each other, whatever. Exactly. And uh, they also have a show. I mean, they also have a show on iTunes and they do the like podcasts. They do like post uh, show uh, wrap ups and things yeah. like that. And they do those live. So. And whenever like somebody gets released from TNA or WWE, they, they get a they lot have, of interviews yeah. like right away. So jealous. So yeah, they're pretty connected with the uh, female wrestling community. Um, but they were uh, uh, David um, was the guy that was heading yeah. it up, and there were a few other of the the crew members out there. But he was the one that was kind of the uh, the focal point, like putting the whole thing together. Yeah. So great guy. Yeah. So we go out there, and we actually we meet him and talk with him for a while, and hanging out at the Hard Rock. There were special guests. Um, Supposed to have special surprise guests. Yeah. Uh, they heard heard that Shelton Benjamin was supposed to be coming out, but yeah. something happened. I don't know. They posted on their website where um, unforeseen circumstances, whatever. Uh, right. Didn't see any wrestlers, but it it was it didn't detract from me. I had a no. had a great time with those guys. That was a great so. time. That's the nicest Hard Rock Cafe I've been in. I, I believe so. I've been to quite a few of them too, actually. Yeah. And Dave couldn't have been nicer. I mean the. Like real right off the bat, you know, like usually when you meet strangers, you're just like, uh, then yeah. after about two minutes, you got your hands in your pocket and look around the room. Not with that guy. Yeah, he's the one of the easiest guys to talk to, and just just we can just nerd out over yeah. wrestling. So and, we and talked wrestling for a while, but I mean it, that wasn't really the the focal point. It was just like just people hanging out, having fun. So yeah. Eventually, more uh, fans showed up, and I talked with some of them for a while, and yeah. just talking. With the other fans, yeah, it was pretty much just talking about wrestling. But uh, yeah, there was that guy from like Scotland. He was. Uh, I think it was Ireland. Ste- it was Ireland. I, so. I remember his name was Stephen. Super nice guy. He's a cool guy. And uh, yeah, like him a lot. And you know, because it's easy. God love a lot of European wrestlers, so yeah. it was easy to go there. And yeah, everybody was. I like that because you know everybody's all there for the same thing. Yeah, and it's just so cool. You can literally just nod to people on the street, and you know that yeah. that they're there for the same yeah. thing. So. But eventually the uh, the party's going on for a while, and eventually it moves over to uh, this karaoke bar that's like just like a block over. Yeah, it's called Metro. Uh, yeah, Metro. Yeah. And um, like some of the other fans were like kind of went away or whatever, so it ended up being just like the crew and maybe a couple other people and me over yeah. there. And I stayed behind a little bit, so I got in late, and yeah. <laughs> I get there, and it's like, David tell 10 minutes after you <laughs> left dude um, yeah and so I said what happened and he's like oh at, at some point during the night um, uh, Jerry the King Lawler actually shows up at this karaoke bar at Metro and uh, he's of course he, he does get kind of swamped yeah. when he comes in and so I'm, I'm waiting over there and it's just, the king and he would know that going into any place of he course, knows yeah. that that's going to no, happen he was, he was super gracious about it yeah but uh, he eventually does uh, break away from the crowd. In just a few minutes, people were really cool, and a lot of people were pretty drunk anyway. So yeah. um, It was elbow to elbow in there after a while. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he goes up to the bar, and I just kind of go over there to him, because there's this, uh, some of the people I was hanging out with, it's like, you want a picture? I'll take it for you. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I kind of do. Yeah. And so I just kind of like, Went up to him, tapped him on the shoulder. Was like, "Hey, can I get a picture real quick?" And he did it. It's on. The, it's on our our page. He was really cool about it. Yeah, you just put the phone him. out as soon as I got there, and you showed it to me. And I yeah. was like, "I was so I was so happy for you, but I was so pissed." I was like, "Okay, two to one, Chris is yeah. in the lead." And so that was cool. And then just hanging out, and then I see this group of like three or four guys come through, and one of them is Ricardo Rodriguez. He goes up to the bar and is getting some drinks. Like, "Hey, can I take a picture?" He's like, yeah, 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 just uh, give me one minute, I'll be right back. And so he goes down to the other end of the bar, like takes drinks to his friends or whatever, and he actually does come back. 
And so uh, got a picture with him. So. That's really cool. Wasn't that weird? Like at the top of the of Mania on Sunday, seeing him stand. He's like the first guy in the ring, like yeah. after the Rock. Yeah. And he's standing in front of ninety thousand or seventy yeah. plus thousand people. Yeah. Puts it a lot into perspective. So you got two guys that were on that show. Yeah. Like right there. Just three ran, guys. Just running it. So so far, all of our encounters have been just random. Yeah. Encounters. This is really I, cool. I, I love that so much more. I really do. But and everybody's been like super cool. Yeah. So, I only got one on you, but uh, I'll save it till later on. Yeah, but so. I got a few more on you. Yeah, so. You have tons more on me. <laughs> I'm not even trying to compete here. I've got nothing. Um, so. but yeah, so that was that was Monday night. Yeah. Saturday was main. Yeah, Saturday was jam packed too. We got up, and I guess the main order of business that day was uh, two. Th- did it turn into three things? Ring of Honor during the afternoon, and then the split Hall of Fame Dragon Gate Day One. Uh, let's talk about the Ring of Honor show a little bit. Um, it was, it was the the venue was really cool. Um, I like Center Stage yeah, a lot. Yeah, Center Stage was was a really cool venue. Yeah. It'd be cool to see a band there too. Like I know they book a lot of rock shows there. I was like, because it's so elevated. Yeah. Not a bad seat in the house. Literally, is not a bad seat in the house. Yeah. It's a half circle, and it goes up really high. Yeah. So. Walked right in, and uh, first guy at the at a table doing a signing and kind of just doing a meet-and-greet PR kind of thing for yep. the company is Jim Cornette. Yep. Uh, with the former Sin, I recognize, from uh, OVW. She mm. she used to manage all the big monsters uh, that gotcha. you know now, like a Batista yeah. and people like that. She was like all those guys' managers. Gotcha. So, and they're a couple, and they were there at the table. That was really cool. Jim Cornette, really nice guy, yeah, too. he's cool. Like, you always hear stories about Cornette that, you know, he's kind of weird, but could have been nicer. I mean, yeah. they're they're out there, people. I mean, go to YouTube. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, really cool guy, and uh, he was selling... And another thing, like, he was selling 8x10s that he would gladly autograph. Five bucks? Yeah. It's like, that's 1980s prices. I love the fact yeah. that Cornette's that old school yeah. that he's still only charging five bucks a pop. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Well, he wants to sell pictures. He's not going to sell a picture for 20 bucks. Yeah. Oh my God! It's ridiculous yeah. out there sometimes, and so I, I got a I got a eight by ten of the original Midnight Express with Jim Cornette, Big Bubba Rogers, which he signed. Took a picture with us, you know. Didn't yeah. even charge for the pictures. Yeah. And uh, really nice. I was, <laughs> I, I told him a, a quick anecdote with Cornette here, which you can help me with what he said. The I was telling him that the other day, I was watching. Uh, uh, one of the uh, Monday Night War. I was watching the Monday Night War documentary again, which is one of my favorite documentaries. And I was watching it with my lady, and she was. Uh, I was like, we were just talking about like business things because she actually like ha- uh, take, took a lot of business classes and things like that, marketing. Okay. And I said, okay, if you were given, you know, an unlimited income to start your own federation, and let's say Jim Cornette and Paul Heyman were both free agents. You could pick one of those two guys to help run your company. Who are you going to pick? And without hesitation, she said Jim Cornette. No. Because it's like, you know, not that she doesn't like Heyman, but I know she likes him a lot less than Cornette. Cornette just comes across very well. Right. And not as so much of a, a hustler like Heyman is. The Heyman right. hustle. Right. <laughs> so I told him that story while she's right there, and he's like, and he said, you know, that, and she's like, Thank you so much. You know, like, right. like that's very nice of you to say. And he goes, I'll tell you what, though, it's a trade-off. It is a trade-off if you get me to run your uh, help run your company, mm. because while you're gonna get what you see, 
but you'll be able to con a lot more people out of more money if you have him and get more people to do things for you possibly potentially <laughs> like you can manipulate things a lot more maybe get some extra people that you couldn't right as if you just had me but at least with me you're not living in the unknown that's basically what he said <laughs> right. so I, I was like, I know him and Heyman have had that thing for yeah. like 25 years, and it's still there. You can still see it in his yeah. eyes. I, I was trying to figure out what I was going to tell him. That was the only thing, the first thing that came to my yeah. mind. So, but he was really cool, and you know, he was, he took time for everybody. Yeah, and, and for for a guy that had to help produce the show, I mean, he I saw him at ringside the whole time, running running sheets yeah. and things. Him like and that. Uh, Delirious. <laughs> yeah, who's like the head trainer now for Ring of really? Honor? Yeah, Delirious was at the soundboard the whole night. So. Yeah. So yeah, it is great, and th- that's another reason why tag team wrestling is so good over there now because he is Mr. Tag Team Wrestling, yeah. I think. So yeah, uh, that was a fine show. The opening, like right off the bat, we got to see Kings of Wrestling. Yeah, they just fresh off their loss, they uh, faced Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, won them pretty handle, won the match pretty handily. So yeah, but if you saw that match like on like WWE, you would say that that's a competitive match. Yeah. But for Ring of Honor, it was kind of a squash match. Because <laughs> yeah. the other guys like got a little bit of offense in there. Yeah. But the Kings won it pretty handily. Yeah. Especially compared to the other matches we were about to see. Yeah. That was the squash match of the day. Right. Which is which is how great Ring of Honor is, really. Yeah. I know I say it over and over again. Yeah, you do. <laughs> hey. uh, we got to see uh, Cole Cabana versus Dave Taylor. Yeah, Dave Taylor was a surprise guest yeah. of the Embassy. Yeah. And Prince one Nana. thing... One other thing I noticed is that uh, when the guys were in the ring doing promos, mm. for the most part, they were doing it towards camera, which is where all the VIPs were. Yeah. And so they're talking to the fans, so their backs are kind of to us. Sort of, yeah. And one of the guys who's Prince Nana's na- mouthpiece now, I was like, wait a second. After, like, literally, like, he was out there for, like, 20 minutes until I finally went, hey, oh, Chris, yeah. that's freaking Robert Evans. Yeah. Who... I've seen at so many indie shows out yeah. here. I thought he lived here. It turns out he's Canadian, but I guess yeah. I think he actually does reside in Texas now. We saw him at that uh, Anarchy Championship Wrestling show we went to last year. He was in the main event. He's the guy that almost killed that kid. Yeah. That got yeah. thrown into that kid. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I've seen him wrestle in some tag matches. He's a great mouthpiece and a very, very good wrestler, sticking to the Canadian tradition of fine wrestlers. And I was like, oh my god, that's Robert Evans. Ring of Honor has Robert Evans in the embassy, yeah. and I couldn't be happier. Oh, well, like, yeah, and they call him like R.D. Evans, R.D. Evans, yeah. I think, yeah. So, very cool. And he was he's the apologetic uh, manservant, I guess, of Prince Nana. Like, yeah. I, I'm here to help, help you, sir, and all this yeah. stuff. So he's the one that got Dave Taylor for him. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't catch the name of the new valet. but I don't know. Yeah. But Evans was out there. They had two matches in a row for the embassy. Yeah. And Dave Taylor went out there and had a great match with Cole Cabana. Yeah. Old school wrestling, trading off moves, and they were very respectful of each other. They shook hands a lot. Yeah. And then it got a little nasty here and there. But I would, the only thing that that was kind of my only disappointment of the show, weirdly enough, because I loved the match, but it was so it was such a short match for me. Yeah. It was like a little under ten minutes, and and Colt won with a surprise schoolboy. I believe. Yeah. Is that, yeah so. I think so. I could have watched that match for another twenty minutes at least, or forty. They were they were that great, and the Colt Colt was wearing like an old school like members only like ring jacket yeah. that said pro wrestling on the back of it. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, like you said, the embassy stayed out there for two matches. Uh, they had another guy come out, uh, Tommaso Chiampa, I think is his name. That's his name. I think so. Um, he actually fought Homicide, 
Actually beat him. Yeah, and won. Yeah. I, I, I read the results. I saw that Homicide won the night before. Okay. So that's, you know, he's 50-50 for the week, like a lot of other people, actually. But I think uh, Evans actually did. Uh, he was the one that got uh, destroyed by Homicide after the match in order for the fans to go home happy. He took so. one of the most, uh, probably the most wicked chair shot I've seen in person. Yeah. Uh, a headshot, too. A very unprotected headshot. Yeah. So that was like, ooh, yeah. that was cringeworthy, but yeah, everybody seemed to appreciate that one a lot. Yeah. Didn't get to see the cop killer. I was a little disappointed. Yeah. The, the vertebraker for the yeah. other people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a fun match. Yeah, and I guess they were going to push this new guy, obviously, if he's going to beat Homicide. That's, yeah. He's no slouch, especially in ROH. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, TV champion uh, Christopher Daniels was there. Yeah. That's cool to see. Yeah, very cool. Um, he won his match against Michael Elgin, I think it's his name. I wasn't familiar with him either, but he was good. Yeah, he was kind of a Rick Steiner, Scott Norton kind of guy. Yeah. It, that's the best way I can describe him. A little more mobile, obviously, and younger, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'd probably compare him more to Scott Norton than anybody else. Flash. Yeah. So, yeah, he he wasn't boring or anything. He was a good, good power wrestler. Yeah. You know? But the next matchup was the one I was actually probably looking most forward to. Out of everything else on the card, I was most looking forward to this one. It was the uh, Shimmer Tag Team title match. Uh, Daisy Hayes and Tomoko Nakagawa, actually, who were had just won the titles fairly recently, like within the last week or two, I believe. Who they? Do you know who they um, won them from? They won them actually half of the team they fought. Uh, Hiroyo Matsumoto. Mm-hmm. She was half of the former Shimmer Tag Team champions with okay. someone else. But she actually teamed up with Ayumi Kurihara. To uh to challenge for the titles, they lost. The uh, Daisy Hayes and Nakagawa retained, but it was a great match. Kind of yeah. kind of short. I mean, but that it was, was that was, it a was short too. Super fast paced, so yeah. they put a lot of stuff in there. I didn't realize that Daisy was a heel uh, already. Yeah, I haven't seen her wrestle as a heel, but I knew that she was. Yeah, it's it, it's weird though. People are really mean to her as yeah. a heel, as far as chance go, yeah. which. She never got those, obviously, when yeah. she was a babyface. It was weird seeing her portray that, but she pulls it off well. Yeah. Her facial reactions are very believable. Yeah, you know, like she just has disdain for the crowd. Yeah, but yeah, great match. Oh yeah, and I got to see Mist. I was happy. Yeah, I was wearing my Muda shirt. I remember that. I was wearing my Great Muda T-shirt, yeah. and I got to see Green Mist. Uh, Na- uh, Tomoko Nakagawa actually did the Green Mist. I can't remember on which Daisy's partner. Yeah, yeah I can't remember who, sh- which uh, girl she did it on, but she did it pretty early in the match too. That wasn't the only time we would see Mist, but that's, that's later on. Different, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, next match actually. Yeah, actually. Oh, and real quick, that they were out at the booth afterwards. Yeah, afterwards they have a they had a. Um, a Joshi uh, a booth uh, for for the girls and mm-hmm. they were selling they had like um, a donation mm-hmm. pot for uh, Japan like you donate however much you want at least a dollar and you get like a signed uh, a trading card thing yeah I put it in a fiber and got all three yeah very happy about that um, they had shirts and stuff they didn't have any shirts in my size which was it was the Joshi for Hope shirt well, so. you're, so you all but all I thought all wrestling fans are big fat guys you know <laughs> like uh how? how d- <laughs> yeah, they didn't have any mediums or smalls. Yeah, so. at least be wearing an XL, my friend. <laughs> or else you ain't gonna get anything. But the girls, uh, all three of the uh, the Japanese female wrestlers were over at the table, so I got pictures with all three of them, which is really cool. Yes, yeah, so you people at home should be on our Facebook right now, uh, and just look. You have all the visual reference to go by. All these pictures are on there. Yeah, Chris got Chris got all those pictures, and uh, I should have been more aggressive. Uh, I kind of. 
don't know why I didn't get all the pictures that I wanted to out of them because they were very willing to do it. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, you had to pay for a picture, but I mean, I was. Oh yeah, to. that's right. That was it. That's yeah. it. I'm a cheap ass. <laughs> so that that's why I didn't. Get it. I mean, like I said, it was all. I'm not sure if all of it was for for Japan or or what, but I mean, they were selling those Joshi for Hope, which was obviously for for Japan and, and uh, things like that. So I, I would think I that no if problem. they wound up breaking even, yeah. like the personal stuff, I think yeah. they're going to wind up donating enough. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't worry about it too much. So, uh, I mean, no, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying it was, like, I'm sure the shirts and the cards and everything were uh, pretty much donations. So, yeah. um, I wanted but, one of those armbands. They ha- Everybody had the armbands. Yeah, yeah, the, the Pray for Japan armbands. Yeah. I, I didn't I, see anyone sell them. I saw um, a lot of the regular wrestlers wearing them. All the Japanese yeah. people had them. They had some. I think they had some wristbands too, but I guess they must have sold out the night before. Mm. All right. Um, but yeah, they were really cool. Uh, next matchup was uh, another tag team match, actually, though the the Briscoe Brothers versus All Night Express, Kenny King and Red Titus. I think emotional, as far as like an emotional build, I really do believe that this was probably the best match of the. For me, this was my favorite match of the card. I think so. In the sense of how they built that match from the ground up. Now, to me, the only thing, and I'm kind of tying this into both tag matches that are towards the end here, which is the big one was the American Wolves versus World's Greatest Tag Team. Now, that's that kind of just relied on the fact that, yes, Haas and Benjamin are the new champs, but they had built that match into that promo that happened after intermission where Jim Cornette interviews David Richards and Eddie Edwards because this is kind of a reunion match for the American Wolves. So it doesn't feel like they're really chasing the titles, in my opinion, especially now that Eddie Edwards is the world champion. And, of course, they're building towards trying to create a rift between them so there will be a world title match. And they actually mentioned that. Like, Jim Cornette's like, I'm not trying to start any shit. Well, yeah. It's a money match. You guys, people want to see it, and it's going to make money, and Eddie Edwards actually came out. So to me, I didn't really... I I never thought that the Wolves were going to win that match. Um and of course, I would have been happy either way, especially yeah. with that match. So they had things going on for that match, but to me, the the this match, the the Briscoes versus the All Night Express, they just started from the ground up, and it was just a monster the whole time. Yeah, in the sense of, and it was violent too. It was especially violent. Rhett Titus was the first one to uh, get bloody. I saw him with his head under the apron for like. 30 seconds or more. Yeah. It was like, he's going to come back out with some blood on his face. And he, and he did. did. But not and to be outdone by, uh, I think, was it was it Jay Briscoe, I, I, I believe? I, I, like, you could tell him apart. I can't, you can't see him tell him clip. apart. I just don't remember oh, which name is which. One I, has two teeth and one has one. One has, like, hair and one kind of doesn't have hair. Okay. They look very, very different. I know. I just, I'm just doing a bit. I believe, it, I believe it was Jay Briscoe. And he, when he shows up after, it was some kind of table spot, and it was on the other side. We couldn't really see him. Yes. And when he comes back up, he's just his head is completely just red, and it's just running down his face. Yeah, can I get away with the crimson mask in, a bit? Because he literally it was looked like he was to. wearing a mask. It yeah, looked know, like he was wearing a mask when he came out. Trying to avoid it. I know, but <laughs> it's cliche, anytime, but anytime it's absolutely he's, true. Anytime he stopped in the ring for more than like five seconds, there was just like a pool of blood, like a literal pool of blood. Yeah. We were. We were kind of close, but we were kind of like ten rows back, yeah. and you could see it just flowing out of his head, like yeah. for the rest of the entire match. It was bad. I was worried about him passing out yeah. quite a bit, and yeah, these guys just and, and they they really did great at like pairing off, but it was still a tag team match, yeah. and of course, those two were paired up because they're the ones that bloodied each other, yeah. and then there's just there's table spots. 
uh, to me this was the perfect like hardcore match really because it's it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a garbage match even though there was no. violence in it yeah. it wasn't a garbage match there was one table and then that was it yeah. and but it was just violent and it was beautifully violent it just had a great build and by the time those two were standing towards the last act of the match face to face both bleeding like just gross right and then they started trading punches off yeah. the crowd was just there with it yeah. it was a great moment yeah. uh, that if you if, for those of you who see the dvd i hope you get that same feeling but i can't imagine it translating as well, well it was actually on iPay-per-view. so yeah if you, you watch on yeah. iPay-per-view, which there will be dvds for yeah. it but yeah I, I don't know if that came across as much but it was you could feel that buzz in the crowd and the yeah. people were really buying into it i was on the edge of my seat yeah. literally and well, when they were trading blows is that when it happened um oh, was that the second? Uh, we got oh see. no! It was after the match. After the match was over. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. Whenever, whenever the second appearance of the Mist. Yeah. <laughs> well, because uh, the Briscoes did win, and uh, after the match was over, uh, uh, Jay just like, sp- like, sp- like spits up in the air like like Triple H spitting water out, yeah. except it's blood. It, it was, was all blood. Just, there's just this red cloud just hanging in the air. I actually got a picture of it. You can see it. There's like a there's a cloud of red hanging in the air, and that's. That's blood from his head. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently the Briscoes, uh, their star has fallen a little bit in the last year or so. So uh, that was their whole, this was kind of their comeback match. They're like, we ain't losing no more. Because I know that they had kind of almost kind of started doing singles matches the last couple of years. Yeah. And they weren't really that much in contention for the belt, even though, you know, they're one of the best ever. Yeah, I think they always are. They always are, but they uh, they were kind of making room for these new yeah. teams. So this was... This match is definitely the one that's putting them back on the map. I mean, yeah, so Jay actually got on the mic and was saying, yeah, we, we ain't losing no more. And yeah. look, look at Rhett Titus over there bleeding like a little bitch. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> that was great because, like I said, that was exactly, yeah, he's bleeding and he's like, you're bleeding like a bitch. Yeah. And this is just exactly like when Bubba used to get on the mic and say, look at all these inbred MFs. Yeah. You know, it was the same thing. See, and that's, left. that's irony right there. Exactly. <laughs> So um, yeah. so yeah, it was. I I liked the match. I don't know. I think you you seem to like it more than I did, but I did like it quite a bit. Yeah, that's all right. That's um, uh, Generico beat Roderick Strong up next. That was a good, good match. match too. Yeah. Then we find out that uh, I didn't know Roderick Strong was a heel. See, that's how far behind I am. He's yeah. following this guy who's like he's like a pirate or something. Yeah, the and he's got guy? the Book of Truth. And, I don't uh, know. I wasn't paying attention to that yeah, guy. Yeah, that guy. He looked like Cyrus basically dressed up as a pirate for those <laughs> right. Don Callis or the Jackal, whichever you prefer, yeah. dressed up as a pirate with the hair and the ponytail and the, the the mirrored sunglasses and all that. Yeah. And I guess he's starting a stable now because the guy that we saw earlier that was um, wrestling Daniels, mm-hmm. that guy, what's his name again? Michael Elgin. Michael Elgin. He comes out and jumps Generico post-match. And then Christopher Daniels comes out to save Generico. But he doesn't. No. He hits he hits Generico with that guy's book of truth, which is like dictionary size. Yeah. And so a three-on-one layout. So I guess this is a new stable. I guess that's better than the book of Dillygath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and he got saved by Cole Cabana, but then Cole got beat up for his yeah. uh, efforts. So yeah, we got a new feud going on. Yeah. So, and then the main a lot ev- of talent on that team, but yeah. I don't like the manager. Yeah. And then the main event, the world's greatest in a non-title match against uh, Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards. Yeah, that's very old school too, because it's like, 
that used to happen a lot. If someone won the belts yeah. and you weren't the number one contender, but the match was booked in advance, yeah. you didn't get the title shot. Right. It's very NWA. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to Jim Cornette again. So it was really cool to see see all those guys. That was great. And they really were just, it was a wrestling clinic. It really was. Yeah. It was classic. Not classic tag team wrestling. It was very modern. Yeah. But a lot of classic moves, and it was just a great match to witness. That's definitely something I can brag about years and years from now. It was, it was very nice. I Congratulations to Shelton and Charlie. And this, this kind of leads into the last thing about Ring of Honor is I'm so happy that Ring of Honor is the federation that TNA really wants to be in the worst way. Right. TNA... TNA will just kind of sign anybody, and I'm sure Ring of Honor would sign some of those people if they could get them financially. Yeah. But I like the fact that some of these guys will stick with Ring of Honor or go there, knowing that they're probably going to take a pay cut. Yeah. But they don't have to compromise their principles. They don't have to compromise their match quality. And they generally seem, when you see them perform, they seem like they really want to be there. Yeah. And they're committed. And you can't, you can't buy that. TNA has tried to buy it and they can't. Yeah. That's why Christopher Daniels is there. That's why Haas and Benjamin are there. And that's why hopefully more guys will continue to go there. Yeah. And that's the place to be if you can't stay in WWE. Right. For some reason. And I, I, I love it. I never thought that Haas and Benjamin would go to Ring of Honor. I'm still jazzed about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they... They, they fit in, I think, really they well. They totally yeah. fit in. They're, they're, they're 40 they look, pounds more than the other guys. I was about to say, guys. they look a lot bigger than anyone else does. I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize how, how big those guys were until they we saw them live in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Especially because, like, Davey Richardson and Eddie Edwards, they're, they look small next yeah. to They're probably, Benjamin what, about 200 apiece? Probably. And so the, those guys are probably legit 240, 250 apiece. Yeah. So, so yeah. I just didn't realize, didn't realize how big those guys were. Yeah. But, yeah. but they don't... They don't treat the guys in the ring like they are. That's the other thing I like well, about right. it. Yeah. You know. Cuz like when you watch on TV, you watch Ring of Honor, Davey Richards looks like one of the biggest guys there to me, like a like a Benoit type yeah, type of big. Very like, much so. Like those... not the tallest, but big guy, but I mean he was very out outweighed by both those guys. Yeah. But But yeah, if you stand next to you, you'd be like, "Oh, it's a big dude." Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's always the way it is. <laughs> right. So imagine how big Zeke was when we were standing yeah, next to him. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so uh after that, um we scoped out the place afterwards for Dragon Gate because yeah. we went out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so actually, we uh, we're going out there just to see if we can get tickets for the next day. Actually, because yeah. um, we did we I can't remember if we called or not, but it was like it's real quick. We, yeah, we 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 couldn't get the number to the place, so we just drove down there because uh, I kept getting bumped on the phone. Yeah. But the lady at the box office told us that. We couldn't buy tickets for tomorrow's show until intermission tonight. And I was yeah. like, what the F is that? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of stupid. But yeah. And then all of a sudden, we turn around and we're all ready to go to Hall of Fame. Yeah. Chris looks down the hallway and I'm walking and he stopped. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's, it's a small, small venue. It's basically, there's like a club, like a dance club. And <laughs> like off to the side of it, there's like a ballroom. Yeah. and But they're interconnected and. the... Yeah. Uh, it's just like this one. Then there's like a cafe over here, just really, really, really small. But um, I look down this hallway, and they have like the the rope blocked off. You can't go down this hallway. It's a velvet rope. Yeah. yeah. And uh, down there, I see Akira Tozawa like on all fours, and Chima actually like did like jumped off his back or something. I don't know what he was doing if he was warming up or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, Akira Tozawa and Chima like like 20 feet away from me. 
And they're like, like, I can't leave. Yeah, so we're going back out to the car. He's like, you know what, guys? Sorry, but I think I'm going to stay. I mean, I need to stay and watch this. I was like, I understand. I could just... You kept looking back at the building. Yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, no, it's cool, man. I understand. We need to go to both things. Yeah. So that's totally cool. So he went. So uh, at this point, I don't know what happened. So Chris, please uh, take a. Well, take I'm not going to. I'm not going to run down the whole card. I mean, you can find the the results online. Or Just give might, me some highlights. We might post about them. They started off with a uh, like a local some local guys uh, doing like uh, a mini show beforehand for people that got the uh, like ringside seats. I actually ended up getting the uh, fourth row seat. I mean, any seat is fine because there's only like ten rows. Yeah. But um. Not e- yeah, like on the one side that had 10 rows. Yeah, but it's worth it. I mean, you get the nice ticket, and you get in there a little bit early and get to hang out. Some of the guys were actually hanging out um, before and after the show. Like that first day, I got to meet uh, Akira Tozawa and uh, Masato Yoshino and Pac and uh, Stalker Ichikawa. They were all just hanging out. So, um, But before the Dragon Gate iPay-Per-View started, it was the Mercury Rising pay-per-view. They had a, lo- a local show, and... It was it was good. Um, they actually had a title match for the RPW title, J Rod the champion versus Bull Buchanan. Oh wow! Yeah, which I had no idea he was going to be there. He That's looked good. A nice surprise. He yeah, was I was going to say how how is Bull? He he looked pretty much the same. He's a little bit bigger, I think. Bigger, a little like bit softer, around maybe. the waist. But uh, he does he still have it? Does he still have the the agility and like that we really? He didn't do like the jump up the rope back elbow thing that he used to do or anything okay. like that but he still he looked good he was the only guy I ever saw skin the turnbuckle yeah you, you know what I'm talking about he'd yeah. be sitting on the floor and then he could skin the turnbuckle yeah no he d- I mean he didn't do anything like that okay. so uh, yeah. um, hard to say but uh, it was good Bull Buchanan actually lost but it was it was kind of yeah. cool to see a surprise guy like that another surprise I didn't know who was going to be there uh, Jimmy Rave actually oh he uh, I think he main evented the, uh, the pre-show card which was cool he uh, he defeated a guy called Kyle Matthews Good okay. match. So yeah, I remember you telling me afterwards that he was there. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised the next day when he was also there. Yeah. So, but then the uh, show started. Like I said, it was an eye pay per view, so some of you, some of you out there may have seen it. Um, good show. Uh, Brody Lee, who is a member of Blood Warriors, he won this uh, six man uh, elimination style match. Actually, uh, Ichikawa was the first one out. He, yeah. He did his comedy bit. He did the mosquito thing. He, he actually lined everybody up at one point <laughs> and slapped them all in the face like one by one. Yeah. And he did the mosquito thing and like where like he points to a mosquito in the air and does the buzzing sound and then points to a guy's face and then slaps him. Yeah. It's it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um. He but yeah, Brody Lee actually uh, ended up winning out of all those guys. Jimmy Jacobs was in that match too. Oh, cool. Um. A. R. Fox, John Davis, and uh, Silas Young, the other guys. Um. John Moxley. Uh. The newly signed to WWE, John. Yeah, Moxley. that's what you just told me. Uh, John Moxley. He was in the, actually the first match, I believe, on the iPay review, yeah. uh, beating Eric Cannon, who uh, big indie guy. I say I know that name. He actually, he actually, I've seen him in Dragon Gate Japan before, just very briefly, just a okay. few matches. But he's he's a big on the independent circuit out here. Okay. Um, Masato Yoshino beats Sammy Callahan, this like wild-haired weirdo. I, um, I used to know a guy that looks like that guy, believe it or not. Yeah. But I can't describe him to you for people at home. I'm very sorry. Just go look him up. He likes to laugh and cuss and be really loud and yeah. kill people. Um, so uh, Pac is actually the Open the Brave Gate champion yeah. in uh, Dragon Gate, and he defeated uh, Akira Tozawa yeah. uh, for the Open uh, in the Open the Brave Gate title match, so retaining. And I should I should paraphrase that by saying you know because. 
for a few months, I remember Chris would mention Pac. And me, like, I'm paying attention, but when I hear the word Pac, I think of Sean Waltman. X-Pac, Six-Pac, whatever. And then I finally see a match of him, and he's like, okay, that's Pac. I'm like, oh, that is, his name is Pac. Yeah. He's a European guy, and he's awesome. He's ridiculous. Yeah, the man the gravity forgot. Really is. If you've never seen one of his matches, please go look it up. I don't know how to obtain that. Buy a Dragon Gate DVD with him on it. Yeah. Whatever you gotta do. Guy is super talented. He was actually the guy when um, Matt Seidel left Dragon Gate. He was the guy that Seidel passed the torch to and said, hey, this guy... Kevin Bourne. Yeah. yeah. He, this guy is amazing. You need to to give this guy some respect. And it, it took him... Because see, Japan has the, the thing, like, people have to work their way up. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, for the first... Uh, that was actually when I first started really buying, like, every single Dragon Gate on DVD mm-hmm. um, for a long time he was the one that would get pinned in like all these multiple women matches he yeah. he rarely run won a match unless it was lower on the card hmm. if it was a whole bunch of these Japanese guys and Pac you knew Pac was probably going to get pinned but uh, and now he's the Brave Gate champion so that's really cool working his way up Akiro Tozawa actually I didn't really care for him so much I thought he was a comedy act when I first saw him yeah. a couple years ago it's that face yeah uh, <laughs> yeah. he actually looks a lot different now I mean really? you wouldn't really recognize him huh He's a uh, he's a lot more toned. He's very he's, animated looking now. He's no, he's he's always been kind of animated, yeah. but he just looks a lot different. Okay. He's a uh, like I said, he's he's, he's in, got better shape. He's in better shape. His I mean, his hair is all different. He's got everything. Okay. But he's always been really charismatic. But he's he was kind of a goofball before. Okay. But there was like the first time I really started liking the guy was he was in this uh, storyline where he was. He he never won a match. He just never won a match. He's like Mikey Whipwreck. Yeah, or, uh, and uh, the kid <laughs> X Pac. <laughs> yeah, but he always tried really, really hard, and he always got really worked up. And when he lost, he would get really upset and like really mad at himself. And he was trying to get the respect of this of this group of guys. And he eventually he finally won a match, and he was like crying that he had won this match, and everybody wow. was like hugging him. It was actually really really cool. So I started liking the guy then, and to see him now after seeing him then. See him challenging for the Brave Gate title, and the next night for the Freedom Gate title. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's it's really cool. Yeah. And he was a really nice guy. He's one of the most charismatic guys that they have, I think. So I mean, yeah. he's he's gonna he's gonna do well. And real quick, humor me again. I was go. I keep going over this with Chris, but for the benefit of the listeners, mm-hmm. uh, Dragon Gate has these titles that have interesting names, but once you break it down, it does make sense. So the Freedom Gate title is the U.S. title. The the big. The the Open the Freedom Gate is the Dragon Gate USA. It's their top title. Okay. Which is basically a U.S. title since they're a Japanese company. But this is yes. the USA promotion. Right. So it's like the main title for that promotion. And Dragon Gate has two titles. So Dragon Gate probably considers that the U.S. title in a way. Dragon right? Gate USA has two titles. They have the Open the Freedom Gate, which is the, the, the singles title. Okay. And they have the Open the United Gate. Oh, sorry. Yeah. United Gate. Which is the taxing title. Okay. Which um, Pac and Yoshino are actually champions. Yes. And what a team that is. Yeah. Um, okay, but just going down the Mercury Rising on that first day. Um, Eric Cannon and uh, Sammy Callahan actually ended up, like, forming, like, a team. Yeah. Because they both hate everything and everybody, so yeah. let's throw these guys together. Exactly. Um, but they had they were, actually had a, uh, a tryout and a wrestling seminar before the pay-per-view for anybody who wanted to come in and try out for Dragon Gate USA could. And um, they actually brought out these two teams um, after the intermission saying, hey, we're going to have... These guys were standouts from the 
uh, seminar before the show. We're going to have them come out here and show you what they can do. And before the match starts, Callahan and Cannon come out, just destroy the guys, and cut a promo saying, we don't care what you think, we destroy everybody, so we're going to form a team, basically. So, mutual respect from disrespect, I don't know, one of those things. I don't think they can, I don't know if they can destroy everybody. Yeah. They're not, they're crazy, but they don't have that kind of dominance presence. Yeah. Like the Dark Gate, uh... Or Dark City Fight Club does, yeah, for yeah, instance. That's a good yeah. example of guys that could dominate. <laughs> yeah. But I digress. Yeah. Um, next up was the Open the Freedom Gate title. Uh, Yamato beat Austin Aries. And this was a match where Austin Aries says if he didn't win, then he was... Like, there was no point. He was, he was done. Gonna, he was done. And he's been teasing retirement online for a few weeks... Or a few months now, actually. Yeah. So, I was worried. And apparently... He did not win that match. He didn't. Yeah, he he had already had a match scheduled with Jimmy Jacobs the next night, so he said, that'll be my last match. So that's what we kept hearing all day yeah. before that. It, of course, it was a great match. But oh, my favorite match of the night, possibly, I don't know if I want to say of the weekend. I still need to, to like think about it. Okay. But it was the main event for the Mercury Rising. Um, a big part of it was Chima was in it. It was the Blood Warriors, Chima, Naruki Doi, and Ricochet versus Ronan, Chuck Taylor, Johnny Gargano, and Rich Swan. Great match. I, I would know. have liked to have seen that, especially now that I've seen. I went, since I only saw the show the day after because yeah. I did that second day. I was at that show, and now that I've seen all those guys work, and I realize what a cool unit both both factions are. I would have really loved to have seen that six man. Yeah, it was. Like I said, it was great. I'll have to I'll have to get the DVD. Yeah, for sure. So that was that was that was Saturday and jam packed. And I'm at the Hall of Fame the whole time yeah. while you're doing this. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll run down it as quick as I can. I know the show may run a little late, but if you're cool with that, um, got there and actually we we wound up switching seats. Yeah. <laughs> I went with Nola and uh, we went there. And the Phillips Arena sucks, by the way. <laughs> Anybody out there? <laughs> the Phillips Arena sucks. I, I you know yeah we're spoiled probably over here because the AAC in Dallas is really nice yeah. and it's kind of new. It's probably maybe a little newer. I don't know. Yeah. But they have this thing where if you're at a cert, if you're in the upper first balcony, not even the second balcony, that probably would have been a better seat. If you're yeah. in the first balcony, you can't see anything. It looks, looks like you're trying to watch the show from under a bridge, and there's like all these construction <laughs> metal things like right. blocking your view of half the site. Yeah. So the Tron of the Hall of Fame, I can only see the bottom half of it. Yeah. It was horrible. And that there wasn't, they didn't have any air circulating, and people are packed in it. It's yeah. just gross. So we actually went to this like we snuck into this really nice area, had a whole row of seats that nobody was really in. So we just like did the whole oh this is my seat. I always do that thing where I look at my ticket like oh one two three, right? Do that every time and it works. Very very subtle. Yeah, but it works. I mean, I'm not so animated, but that's what you do. You look at your ticket and you look at the seat, and then that's how you do it. For I those understand. of you at home. Find a row that's not uh, being set in. After the first, we waited till the first segment was done. Yeah. Saw Hacksaw go in there, which was cool. Um, I'm I'm so surprised that he didn't cry because he had enough to be emotional about. Yeah. This is a guy. He's been with the same woman, by the way, apparently for like you know 25 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know she was with him through the cancer yeah. and you know the BS of being a wrestler. You know especially in those days and all that. And his kids were there too, and it was just a cool moment. And Hacksaw came off great. Yeah. I've always heard he was a nice guy. Apparently, he was at Metro that night too. 
Oh, yeah. uh, I I I was talking to Dave from Diva Dirt, and he was like, "Hacksaw is here, and he's loaded." Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, "All right," because pe- people night. were showing me pictures of, "Hey, I'm, oh, I met Hacksaw already," and they go through his phone, and he's like at bars and like, "Oh, <laughs> I saw I saw some pictures of Dave from Diva Dirt like the night before because he had, he had gone there the night before too, and there were, there were more pictures, yeah, like before the night before the the Diva Dirt party, yeah. So, so Hacksaw, nice guy, and he likes to. He part he likes the libations, as Dusty Rhodes would say. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he came off really well. And then the next one was Armstrong, uh, Bullet Bob Armstrong. That's when we moved. So I missed the video package. But then as soon as we're getting in the seat, they bring out the Armstrong uh, boys to uh, induct him. And I hear, oh, you didn't know? You asked better call somebody. Yeah. Road Dog Jesse James, aka Brian Armstrong, comes out. He does his little doghouse bit. Yeah. <laughs> As expected, of course, and you know, but he 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 has that voice. He never turns that voice off yeah. the way he talks. But he seemed, you know, he seemed very proud of his dad and ha- happy to be there. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think it was like Scott. Do you want to say something? He's like, no, you go ahead and talk. You're the talker. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. So, uh, but you know what? Is as little as I know about Bullet Bob Armstrong, I really enjoyed his speech. And he's another one of those guys, like, you know, he's been with the same woman for forever. They've had all these kids. She's had to put up with them. Yeah. And he thanked her a lot. You're a saint and all that stuff. And he was like, I never thought I'd get to this point, And thank you. All these guys that always talk about the first matches they go to. Yeah. And his was seeing Gorgeous George in, in Georgia. Uh-huh. And he said, Gorgeous George, I, I begged my dad to take me to see Gorgeous George because they said on the radio or is the TV station, whatever, said that Gorgeous George is in town and he was just at the ladies' hair salon getting his hair done. He goes, mm-hmm. in Georgia, and, and during that time, you get hung for that. He had so much heat in the town, everybody paid to go see him that night, just stand and riot crowd, you know, and he was there. He yeah. said that was it. I love, I love to hear stories like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I really liked Bob. I'm glad he's in there. Yeah. He seems like a really good guy. <laughs> anyway... Moving ahead, uh, I think Sonny went. I, I could have the order wrong, but I'll, I I won't forget anybody. Sonny went in there. Lake Cole came out and gave the worst induction speech I've probably seen of any award show I've ever seen, pro wrestling or otherwise. Yeah. First of all, they stayed in character. Ugh. Yeah. And then they had all the other divas out there with them. They didn't get to say anything, and that's not why I hated it. Yeah. They could have actually. I don't understand the keeping character thing. That's not yeah. what that night's about. Yeah. That's the one time you're not supposed to be in character, but they right. were. Yeah. You know, the only thing that the the only thing I took notice of was they were talking about that she was groundbreaking. But even they were doing a bit during that because they were doing yeah. the flawless thing and all this. I was just like dumb. But Sunny came out. She looked awesome. Looks like she hadn't aged a day. She looks better. She usually looks better than she did when she came back TCW in the early 2000s. Yeah. You know, even better when she was on the reunion show for yeah. Raw a few years ago. She looked great. She looks better now. Wow. She looks amazing, beautiful, and she seemed very humbled. And she even talked about Candido a little bit, but mm. she didn't get into it. And yeah. I, I was cool with that because she had her uh, her new man there, and yeah. that's respectful. I understand that. She even talked about um, she gave Jim Cornette a lot of credit. Yeah. Because Jim Cornette gave her her first job. Literally, when she was just out to lunch with Candido, he said, "We need a girl." Yeah. Uh, for six months, will you do it? You know, kind of thing, and that was it. Cool. She actually got a call to go work for Vince before Candido did. Oh yeah. I think she probably might have gotten him the job, or Cornette did, but they wanted her to come down and interview first. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. 
Um, yeah, she was good. I'd say after that, she, and she deserves to be there too. I think it's okay. a good. They're they're going in a good order with the ladies. So, yeah. um, oh God, what else? Uh, oh, and Dusty comes out, and I'm forgetting somebody. I'm forgetting Abdullah. <laughs> Terry Funk comes out and abducts Abdullah, and Terry was hilarious. He didn't yeah. talk very long. And he was talking about how the first time he ever wrestled Abdullah was in Japan. Yeah. And this uh, referee friend of his, Joe, I forget his last name, but he's a Japanese guy. Okay. Terry didn't know what he was in for with Abdullah. Yeah. And he's kind of staying in kayfabe, though. That was the weird part about it. But he's like, uh, he has foreign object in his tights, Joe. <laughs> and he goes, Terry's son, we all have foreign objects in our pants. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and he goes, and then he forked me. Then he he forked me in Japan. He forked me in Texas. He forked me all the way back to Texas. Or he just he did about six of those, and yeah. then he finally said he got me all the way back to Texas. Yeah. Everybody cheered. It was funny. Abdullah comes out, um, and he he short and sweet. He was just he said Johnny Ace called him at three o'clock in the morning to tell him he was in the Hall of Fame. I don't believe it, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. He said that he actually ran to the bathroom and splashed water in his face. You know he didn't run <laughs> to go splash water in his face. Right. I've never seen him move like that. <laughs> they actually show an old footage of him when he was mobile yeah. and fast. Yeah. I always forget how fast he is sometimes. But anyway, he, he gave a, he gave a nice speech. And it was so sad because none of his family was really there to, or yeah. still alive to see him inducted except his one aunt who's like 90 years old was wow. there to see him get inducted. So I was like, well, that's really nice. It was so sad. And he... He almost bolted up a few times. It would have been really weird hmm. to see Abdullah cry. Yeah. And he kept it in there. but And he had a fork, by the way. Of course he did, yeah. He had his fork out. I would expect it. Yeah. Okay, so so Dusty... come. Or, no, then, uh, I don't remember which one came next, Drew Carey or the Road Warriors, but Drew Carey got booed out of the building. <laughs> and I was kind of mad about that. Yeah. He kept it short. But he actually came out and said, oh, that's fine, boo. He's kind of yeah. like, you know what? I, I get my butt kissed so much and life's good. I could stand to get booed every now and then, so he allowed it, and <laughs> he was cool. just and he was like saying how much he's happy to be out here, and everybody's really nice to him, and yeah. and that was it basically. That's so cool. Kane inducted him, by the way. There was a rumor that Bob Barker was going to do it all week, yeah. and it never happened. I think they might have even announced it at one point, but they couldn't yeah. get Bob to do it. Kane just basically talked about their, you know, their encounter at the Rumble. Yeah. But he also said that Drew Carey is a very sick man, one of the sickest men he ever meet, and I like that. Okay. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, just he was kind of a character, but. It's nice to see Kane talk a little more human. Yeah. He rarely does it. Undertaker yeah. never hangs out at yeah. the Hall of Fame. He's always backstage, I hear. Yeah. But he's never out there. Well, he's the one of those guys that I mean, even like the like the the tribute shows, like the the funeral shows that they yeah. had. Yeah. They don't have. They don't let him do those things. Oh, he's never so, there. It's yeah. so interesting. And you know what else? I heard that Cody Cody Rhodes was hanging out at places at clubs and everything the weekend. He kept his mask on the whole time. <laughs> that's awesome. He completely stayed in character. Yeah, I, I think that's so that's cool. so cool. I love that. So, uh, yeah. So Drew gets booed and you know whatever. Um, Dusty Rhodes comes out, talks for twenty minutes, but he could talk all night. Yeah. He had great stories about Road Warriors. You can see it on the DVD. Yeah. It's Animal and Paul Ellering. They always say the road words, and then like half the time they don't announce Paul, and I would be that would stick in me a little bit yeah. if I was Paul. But yeah. he was he seemed very cool. Paul has always been an odd fellow, and he is still the same. Yeah. He talked in like almost like I almost called it um, haikus, and then he okay. just passed it over to Animal, and so it was kind of like Chapter One. Paul breaks it down. Back to you, Animal. Animal talks for ten right. minutes. Paul Ellering does the next chapter. Back to Animal. This went on. 
for about a half hour. It yeah. seemed like I was very happy for him, but it seemed like towards the end they just kept repeating the same thing over right. and over again. Talking a lot about Hawk, and rightfully so. Oh, yeah. I think Hawk, Hawk was... And not just in... I'm not overrating him in death. I think Hawk was the better wrestler of the two. Yeah. He can hang with Ric Flair in a singles match. I've seen it done. Mm. So, and then the, at the end, they put an um, action figure of Hawk on the podium That's along cool. with him while they did like kind of an in shot of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Paul still was carrying around the Wall Street Journal, by the way, if you were curious. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Animal's talking about his kids and how fortunate he is. He's got... The, boy, Animal's got a good-looking wife, by the way. <laughs> and uh, and I think one of his kids is going to wind up being a wrestler. So One of them plays for the NFL now, and I forget, it's something Laronidas, obviously. Yeah. And the other one, I think, is going to start wrestling. Cool. Uh, so that was that. Then, it's, then all of a sudden it's time for Shawn Michaels. Triple H comes out, and it turns into the Shawn Michaels roast. Okay. And if you didn't, I don't know how much of this that they could possibly... I didn't see the USA edit yeah. of the Hall of Fame. I'm just going to see the DVD at this point, yeah. or the Blu-ray, whatever. Triple H comes out and just roasts the hell out of Shawn. Uh-huh. And it was funny, but I was just like, wow, he's really okay with this. Is he really? <laughs> he basically he called him bald, balding. Yeah. He said, you know, for he did so much with, um, you know, not being the biggest guy at 6'2", 220, then he stops down and he goes, Actually, 5'10", 185, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, he was just like every possible horrible yeah. thing. It was very funny, and everybody laughed, and half the time we were laughing laughing uncomfortably. Right. And, you know, he talked about that big comeback match that Sean had against him at the yeah. SummerSlam 2002, mm-hmm. and that was a big deal. It's like, I just knew that he wasn't done after that, and it was it's like, how are you this great after all this time still? And Yeah. yeah. There you go. And then Sean comes there goes, funny thing happened on the way to the Hall of Fame. I got roasted. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you know, just the fact that he said one nice thing about me is a big deal because I know he <laughs> hates doing this stuff. <laughs> you know. Sean, another guy who repeated a lot of things, but yeah. I couldn't. As if they, he, they're uh, fucking the cat callers, man. The P, you, mm. If you buy a freaking ticket to the Hall of Fame, they even sent us the day of the show an email yeah. saying, Business casual dress. Don't yell shit out during the speeches or yeah. any time for that matter. Yeah. Cheer when cheer when appropriate. Yeah. They even have applause signs yeah. for the crowd. Act accordingly, See, people. I, I you wouldn't tr- you come in there in your fucking Larry the Cable Guy sleeveless shirts yeah. and your sandals. Just don't go. I wouldn't mind it if they just like would do the Hall of Fame in like a theater setting or something like that. Something well, they small. used to. They, I know. Yeah, if they would go back to that, something small and intimate. Yeah. Rather than, and it'd be harder to get tickets to, yeah. but that'd be more prestigious thing, and it'd be more like in a like a normal award show rather than like in an arena. I, I haven't liked it since they've been doing the arenas, not yeah. necessarily. Yeah, well, I heard the reason why actually they went from the theaters because the catcalls echoed way too much in the theater, yeah. so they was actually louder in the theater, and that's why they moved it to the arenas. And plus, some people really wanted to see it, so you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but yeah, I mean the people, and they're yelling shit out during Sean, and they're giving them one more match shit, and I'm like, no. Yeah. Let him re- let him stay retired. Let him be the one guy that stays retired. Yeah. And he, Sean, in the nicest, most diplomatic possible way, was trying to say, "You guys are your own stuff out, and I can't think of what I'm going to say. So please let me yeah. try to say." That. He was being so nice, and they still kept doing stuff the entire well, time. Well, you, you you mentioned it. They're going to keep doing it because you mentioned it. Yeah, but he was trying to say, "I can't think, and I'm freaking out." He's literally yeah. like, "I can't think, yeah. and I'm freaking out." Well, like I said, you bring attention to it, people are going to keep doing it. Yeah, they're going to do it anyway, and just is that. 
But yeah, like I said, his speech was nice. Um, and that was pretty much it. And then we then we went and picked you up, and then we was like, crap, we can't go to five dollar wrestling. Yeah. So that was Saturday. Good God, and we still haven't even talked about WrestleMania, Chris. Yeah. <sighs> well, we get up uh, Sunday morning, head out to Access because we wanted to make it for a little while at least. Yeah. Um, that was an experiment. I was prepared for it to be kind of weird and whatever. And weird. Well, like in the sense, like there's so much to do, and am I actually, are we actually going to get to meet anybody? Do we have to pay? See, I mean, you say so much. Well, oh, I knew we wouldn't have to pay once you got in there. I mean, I knew that. Like, it, it's not like autographs for each individual person have to pay for each one. I, I mean, nice. I, I knew it wasn't going to be like that. You yeah. just pay your ticket price to get in. But, um, but yeah, you say there's so much to do. Not so much, really. I think well, we were there for a couple hours, and I think. Other than like staying there to get pictures and autographs and stuff, I think we did pretty much everything that there was to do at Access. Well, that's well, that's the thing is that I, I didn't get to jump into the uh, the foam ring, and I'm still mad about that because you could. <laughs> you could. Uh, <laughs> no, but it, it's the thing is that we were so pressed for time. I, I think if we weren't pressed for time. It would have obviously been a lot easier to stay for autographs. So that well, was yeah. really our. That was the only thing that really hurt us as far as Access goes, is because we had to get to Dragon Gate by noon. Yeah. And we got to access like with about two hours and change to do everything. Yeah. So we only got to meet a few people. And, yeah. you know, our fault, not their fault. But, yeah, it's like if we'd have been able to stay, you know, if in a perfect world where you can, if like there's one, you know, this stuff isn't tying into each other time wise, you know, or even being close to it. Okay. Then access would have been more of a success. At least we know what to do now. As no, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, yeah. if even if I had been there all day for like ten hours, the only thing more that I would have done that I didn't do in the two hours that we had was just waiting more lines. Yeah, exactly, for people. that's what I'm saying. Because all the stuff, all, I mean, seeing the memorabilia, yeah, that's fine. It's it's cool. I saw it. I was like, took me five minutes to walk through there, took a couple pictures, and yeah. I was I, I was over it. It, it. was fine. It was, it, it was fine. I was expecting more. Like that was the thing. It was yeah. it was a small area. It was pretty yeah. small. They, they had the, I think they had the belts on display. Yeah. And there was like missing belts. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I know you have more belts than this. Yeah. And there's like two missing. Like, would you sell them? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like what? So yeah, you see the belts and like, oh, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's go look at. I this can't get a car. picture of me holding it. Damn. Yeah. We we, we uh, took a we took a make we took like two fantasy pictures. One of us in Vince McMahon's boardroom and the other one in. Like uh, you know, in the like building, at some kind of announcer's table, doing a pay-per-view thing. pre-show or something. Yeah, so which, which is I, cool. That was, I like that picture. Actually. Pictures are cool. The uh, the the way they do the pictures is kind of cool. You just get a card and you can just go online and pick it up whenever. I got pictures with uh, Eve Torres and Kelly Kelly. Yeah. Waited in line for the the divas. You see, if I was there all day, I would just like continually get in the line for the divas photo op, which yeah. is I would just do that until I got every one of them, and then I'd be done. There you go. And. So finally decided. I, I basically, since we were so pressed for time, I'm like, I'm gonna find one line. I'm gonna meet at least one person because I'm on. Chris has already got like 25 people on me versus my two Three. or one. Three. Yeah, at this point, one. So I see a line and I see Sinkara signing autographs, and I'm like, ooh, I'm getting in that line. Yeah. That's a good bragging thing for later. It's like I'm like, this is like getting to meet Rey Mysterio in 1995. Right. I'm getting from the ground up in America. So stay in that line. We get around the corner, and I realize that Sin Cara has left the building. Yeah. However, signing now at the table was brand new Intercontinental Champion Wade Barrett. Yeah. Got to meet Wade. So that was cool. Super cool guy. Yeah. And, uh, 
Um, actually, Nola went up to him and said, "You're my third favorite European wrestler." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Oh, who's the first two? <laughs> and she was like, "And she told him William Regal and Claudio Castagnoli." <laughs> and he was like, "I don't know that guy." <laughs> he's like, "He's he's, and he's trying to describe." Him, he goes, "Oh, the bloke that throws the people up and does the European uppercut." And it's like, <laughs> "Yeah, that guy." <laughs> and uh, I actually uh, my my Wade Barrett experience was great too because uh, I couldn't think of anything to say to him. Yeah. Except the thing that I was going to ask Ezekiel Jackson, I forgot to. Right. So I'm walking away after he takes pictures and signs stuff. And I said, Wade, who has more ridiculous hair? Me or Heath Slater? And he goes, oh, Heath by a mile. <laughs> nice guy. That's cool. <laughs> by far, apparently, Heath has more ridiculous hair than me. I don't believe him still, but... Yeah. Um, I'm surprised he didn't make a shameless gag. Right. I, I got a, I got a, I got a friend. I got a, one of my best friends uh, that's also named Chris, who doesn't watch wrestling, and still thinks it's weird that I do. And what did he get me for my birthday? Shameless action figure. Because sh- he, he said he was looking through all of them, and he said that's the one that reminded him of me the most. <laughs> Thanks. That's, yeah, that that it's not a bad thing necessarily. No, no. Yeah. I like I like Seamus. Yeah, I like my hair. <laughs> um, so that was pretty Seamus much. Seamus is ridiculous. Though. Yeah, that was pretty much access, really. Yeah. I mean, I saw Ray when I was in line waiting for Kelly Kelly. There was Ray was in the the big ring where they have the matches and everything, talking about his career, answering questions and stuff. So I get to hear that while waiting. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. I mean, it's it's worth it to go. Like I said, if if you go do the VIP thing, oh yeah, whatever. Because I couldn't tell really if that's what it was or not. But I saw people with these uh, lanyards with these. Uh, things, uh, the the badge kind of things, and I think that they were able to just, like, walk up to the front of the line yeah. whenever they wanted to. Yeah. So... Even, as we were talking about the wheelchair people, even those people had those lanyards. Yeah. So I think that's part of it, but also, yeah, it's it's a nice thing to do and all that. If you're in a wheelchair, you just get to go up to the front. You, you pretty much do, yeah. yeah. Um, I saw some guys uh, talking to Regal like that, so I think yeah. that might be what it is, so... Yeah. We could be wrong, but I want to. I think it's probably worth it to do. And plus, if you do the VIP thing, you get to meet so many more people that don't have regular public signings. They do that a lot, like oh, Triple really? H and Shawn Michaels, and like those guys. That's cool. Uh, those guys were the VIPs only. I think. Gotcha. The Miz I, was VIP only. Mrs. was a VIP. Yeah. So I mean, it's, and by it's, default, Alex Riley was too. It's like, uh, see, if I was at that table and they were signing pictures, I'd be like, yeah. "Hey, Miz, can I get a can I get a picture?" And if yeah. Alex Riley tried to, I was like, "No." Okay. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just the Miz. You can just, yeah. I would be tempted to do the old stuttering John bit. Go. Yeah. So, who are you now? <laughs> what do you do to make yourself famous? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was pretty much it. So we booked it over to uh, Dragon back, Gate. Yeah, back to the Dragon Gate for the Ultimate Gate. Uh, open the Ultimate Gate pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, just real quick. I mean, you were there too, so I mean, you can chime in with with what you really liked about it. But uh. My favorite thing was everybody was very cool, very talented. I was always worried that somebody was going to go through the roof, yeah, the ceiling, yeah, because the ceiling was. You, if you were tall enough, your head would almost be touching the ceiling. If you were standing yeah. on the top, if, if Brody Lee got on the top rope, his head would be in the in the attic. And the yeah, water damaged. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anybody who works in offices knows those crappy uh, those tile those, things. Those yeah. tile things. Yeah, that's what they had in that building. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'd say. Me, the best match was the tag title match. I, I, it's one of the best live matches I've ever seen in my entire life. Period. Yeah, 
That was uh, the, I've seen some big ones, but that's that was a great match. That was the United Gate Champs Pac and Masato Yoshino versus Chima and Noruki Doi. It was actually supposed to be Chima and Ricochet, but Ricochet got injured the night before. If you noticed, he was limping. Yeah, he had an ankle injury. He was supposed to uh, Noruki Doi, I believe, was supposed to face uh, Johnny Gargano oh. um, in a singles match, hmm. but um, he replaced Chima. Or sorry, he replaced Ricochet, teaming with Chima, and lost. But a great, great, great match. So actually, Johnny Gargano actually got to face Jimmy Rave yeah. in the very first match. So I think that Rave got actually bumped up to the card because of that injury okay. by Ricochet. That was a really good match. That was that yeah. was one of the better. The both the Ring of Honor show and the Dragon Age show I saw had very solid openers. Yeah. And I, 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 you know, I'm a sucker for that. Because yeah. by the way, something Dragon Gate really has over WWE for this weekend: tickets. Yeah. Their ticket, their souvenir tickets are yeah. awesome. Yeah, I've got a picture of it with it's my like, uh, view on the on the Facebook. So. Yeah, I guess if I had like in the first ten rows of WrestleMania tickets, I would have gotten a nice looking souvenir know. ticket. I just want a Ticketmaster. But ticket. I just got a regular ass ticket. It even says WWE bigger than WrestleMania on my Ticketmaster ticket. Yeah. But this one has, has like a really nice slick printing. Has a picture of Johnny Gargano on there with yeah. his stats. That's a beautiful. That's one. That's a beautiful ticket. Best little, ticket I ever. Little had. A little bit of gold leaf with a Dragon Gate dragon on there. Yeah, and the emblem. Best ticket ever. <laughs> they they have no money. Yeah. <laughs> but they printed these nice tickets for the fans. Yeah. You know. Anyway, I, that, that's one thing I just took away from that. I was like, these are really <laughs> these good ass tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were actually. If you watch the uh, the Ultimate Gate is actually going to be one of their uh, pay per views, like a normal pay per view. If you watch on pay per view or get the DVD, you probably be able to see us because we're oh, yeah. we're third row ringside right next to the entryway. So yeah. I'm actually like right there. I stand I was standing up a good portion of the time, so uh back to the uh the camera, but like right there on the on the aisle. So Yeah. We're uh, we're the quiet ones not chanting ridiculous crap every five seconds. Yeah, I don't like people. But um <laughs> the Blood Warriors were actually a big part of that day. They they came out a lot that well. So that was day. Ronan too. But Ronan Blood- Ronan yeah, but the Blood Warriors came out more than than Ronan. I mean, yeah, Blood Warriors had a true. lot of different matches. Yeah, but the Blood Warriors came out a lot that show. Yeah, because actually there was a there was a six person uh, match which Rich Swan, remember Ronan, yes. actually won. Um, but after that, um, Brody Lee. He was the guy you were saying that got killed that night, like the uh, the yes, first night. Yes, uh, Rich Swan uh, was the one that got pinned in that six man. And he, he he got he got destroyed. He was holding he was holding his butt on the way to the yeah, ring. The, the whole were, night, I was the, like I was like, what happened? He goes, he got killed last night. The whole got, night that that second night, Rich Swan, he was he was selling it hard. He was limping and holding his back, and but he still managed to win that match. He, he's he's really good. Yeah, he's very um, talented. But Stalker Ichikawa comes out after that match and does his comedy bit, and then Blood Warriors hit the ring, and Brody Lee actually ends up destroying Ichikawa. Yeah. Brody Lee actually had two matches because he yeah. beat Stalker so handily. He, he got on the mic and was challenger. like, give me a challenge. Yeah. And so he called out Chuck Taylor, a uh, member of Ronin. And, uh, First he, time I've seen Chuck. He's very, very yeah. good. Yeah, he's good. He's got a lot of personality. And yeah. uh, Brody Lee uh, ended up beating Chuck Taylor as well. Chuck's got that kind of all-American dude in his 20s look. Like, not so much of a hipster, but like that Daniel Bryan look. Like, very normal guy okay. kind of look. He's tall, but... He's got that. Maybe it's the haircut. I don't know, but he's got that. I think that personality that would translate into what what you're looking for now for, yeah. you know, a big time wrestler. Like I said, yeah, he could the yeah. Daniel Bryan look. Yeah. 
So, um, anyway, yeah, that's my assessment on him. <laughs> so the uh, Blood Warriors actually stay out there, and that was the next up was that that United Gate match where Chima and Doi lost. Um, I, I keep saying that might be the best tag match I've ever seen live in person. Cool. Even after all those Ring of Honor matches. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's a different pacing for Dragon Gate shows, especially God. when you bring when the Japanese Dragon Gate guys oh. come in. I mean, Yoshi, you know how fast Yoshino is, yeah. and and uh, Pox just the, the amount of revolutions he gets in every single movie does. It's just mm-hmm. retarded. <laughs> and uh, Chima and Doi are just more more classic, but they're yeah. man, they're good. Oh. Um, just... Actually, three uh, Dreamgate champions, like former or current. Dreamgate champions yeah. in that match. Uh, Yoshino is actually the Japanese. He's the Open the Dreamgate champion. Their big title okay. right now. That's so. Yeah, I mean, I've lost my breath. You know, yeah, I'm a little out of shape, but my God, I was just, I was breathing heavy after the match. I didn't do anything except <laughs> right. go, oh, you know, and right. two, really, right. no, like all the falls that I thought were there were not there. Right. It's just it, it finally. That's and that's Dragon Gate. That's I Dragon mean, Gate. Yeah. I've seen the DV- I've seen DVDs. I knew yeah. what to expect, but it's a whole other animal yeah. live. You know, if you you guys got to go, everybody listening, you got to go next year in Miami and and go with us to all these shows. <laughs> you have to go, even once in your life. And I believe that was when they took their intermission and then uh, come back and they introduced this new uh, Dragon Gate USA tag team, the Dark City Fight Club. Yeah. Uh, these two big guys and uh, Sammy Callahan and Eric Cannon come out since they formed their new team and actually beat these guys that are probably like a foot taller than each of them. Yeah, I was going to say they're a foot and a half. Like, yeah. that's, that's the thing that made me laugh. So. It's like It was like seeing... Uh, it's like if Doom wrestled the American Wolves. Yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. So, yeah. Which is fine. And then next up we got the, the Jimmy Jacobs versus Austin Aries. Supposedly the last match that Austin Aries would have. Yeah. Which was, it was fun. And it, it, it was a comedy match. Like, the, the first half was easily the, a comedy match. It was, yeah. I mean, they were doing, because, you know, you put Jimmy, uh, sorry, you put Austin Aries into a, a head scissors, and he's gonna, he's gonna pop up and kick you in the face. And yeah. they actually, like, he pulled his head out from between uh, Jacob's legs. It was like, you're really gonna, like, really loudly, you're gonna put me in a head scissors? Really? Yeah. And Jimmy just, like, pushed his head back down. and <laughs> Get down there. Yeah. And so uh, he did it. He jumped up. He Jimmy Jacobs got kicked in the face, and and Austin Aries was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and Jacobs was like, yeah, or actually Austin thanked him. He was like, well, thank you, sir. And Jacobs yeah. was like, yeah, that's cool. And it was so weird for me as someone, like I said, I haven't been able to follow ROH as well as I want to, and you know, ever since its its inception, really, yeah. I've seen shows here and there. Yeah, I've seen that DVD that you have. Where Austin wrestles Jimmy Jacobs, yeah, and it's one of the most violent matches I've ever seen for yeah. real. Yeah. Where it has to end with a railroad spike to the head, yeah, basically, yeah. and then they go see these guys go out there and, and do a comedy match. Yeah, but ver- it, it, how versatile it, it, are those guys? It wasn't a comedy match well, strictly. But I mean, the first half of it was uh, comedy. I think puts a, a wrong connotation to it. They were, but at the same it, time, I, I don't mean it in a negative way because it, it was very entertaining. It was a very inside match yeah it, like for people that appreciate wrestling it was very they're kind of poking fun at like the what they do mm-hmm. and uh doing all the uh the traditional austin Aries spots and things like that putting yeah. them over like that so and then it turned into a, just a, a good match between the guys they finally started pushing each other a little yeah. bit and, yeah and jacobs did win yeah. so austin supposedly going out on his back which is a very highly uh, regarded tradition. Yes. But um, Aries gets on the mic afterwards. They, like, him and Jacob's hug. Yeah. Which is like, wow. 
That that was weird to see. I, I, yeah. I realized towards the end of their Ring of Honor runs against each other, they were teammates. Yeah. But it's still weird yeah. to see after all that history. But Aries is on the mic, and he's like, well, you know what? There's, like, a lot of guys don't pass the torch properly, and, like, I, after this match, I, I want to pass the torch to the next generation. So I'm going to call out who I think is, is, like, going to be the next generation of wrestling. So I want Ronan to come out here. And so Ronan come out, and they get in the ring, and he puts over all three of them, Swan, Jake, uh, uh, Gargano, and uh, Taylor. Dude, they're making fun of Taylor, because I'm like, Taylor, you just you wore crap to the ring. Yeah. <laughs> you wore yeah. no shoes Yeah, and he was, like, shoeless in a, in a, like, a T-shirt and, like, track shorts or whatever. Like he was going to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. With a towel around his neck. Yeah. I, was, and, I, I looked at him like, really? <laughs> Um, and and Austin made fun of that too because I make fun of the way you dress and, and yeah. Thankfully, so. <laughs> but he's so he's doing all that and then the Blood Warriors come back out and um, Aries is basically saying you you guys are what's wrong with wrestling these guys are what's right they're working for everything that they get you you go to the gym and just expect people just to give you respect just because but just because you're here basically yeah. and you have no respect yeah and I, I'm not going to give you any respect. But of course, it was just a huge. It was all a ruse because he turns around and actually attacks Ronan, and yeah. then bumps one of them in the head with a, does a mic shot yeah. to the head. Blood Warriors rush the ring, minus Brody Lee. So I'm not sure he apparently had left. Maybe he went. Maybe he had to work NWA that yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> um, I w- actually that was that was that was the uh, one of the things that Aries had said. He was like, "Well, you don't have your big bruiser here." There's four of us in the ring. There's three of you. Why don't you guys come in here and earn some respect? Yeah. And so Blood Warriors start climbing into the ring, and when they get in there, that's when Ares turns on uh, yeah. uh, Ronan. And well, so, they did the, we're going to get in the ring, and then the, we're not going to get in the yeah. ring, and then the people booed, and then that's when Austin yeah. did the turn. And so uh, Austin Aries has joined uh, the Blood Warriors, so now they're more awesome than ever. Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's a big get. Yeah. And don't so even need Brody now. He has not left uh, Dragon Gate USA. Yeah. Uh, he fooled er- everybody. Was fooled on that one. Yeah. They got he, they got the inside crowd too. I yeah. thought that was great. It was really cool. And that's what you have to do. I mean, like I said, you have to go on the internet and say I'm contemplating retirement. Austin even tried out for Tough Enough and didn't get it. Yeah. So it was a great story. And then so yeah, that was awesome. And that was that was the end of the Blood Warriors for the night. But they were pretty much all over that card. Oh yeah. They I actually. We got when, some pictures with them afterwards. Yeah, when yeah. this next match started up, I saw that uh, Shima and uh, Naruki Doi actually were hanging out at the merch booth. Was it so. Was it Naruki that healed you no, after it was we Chima. got the picture with Chima? Yeah, yeah sorry. I, I, I wish I could tell them apart a little better sometimes, yeah. but it was all such a blur after a while. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, Chima healed you, and I thought that was great. It was It was funny, though. It was, it was all in fun. Yeah. You know, he was like, you know, great to meet you. Thanks for coming. Yeah. You're a great wrestler. And Chris is giving him compliments, and he just goes, ooh. He's like, oosh. Like, every sentence I said, oosh. He just didn't even, like, look at me, really. He's just, like, looking straight ahead. Yeah. That was cool, though. He's I, like, I don't know. supposed to be a bad guy. So I don't know how well he speaks English, so he may not have even... That's maybe just his way of not only just playing the heel, but, like, I don't know what you're saying, but thank you. Yeah. So it was funny, it though. It was awesome. I mean, we all got a laugh at it, and he was and he was giggling. You know, yeah, because so. you can tell some of those guys don't really speak hardly any English at all. Yeah. So they're all super nice, though. Yeah. So. I just do the bow thing, and I feel like a jackass. Yeah. But I'm like, this, that's probably all it's getting through. <laughs> Smile and bow, right? A little head nod. But then the last matchup was supposed to be a non-title match between Yamato, Yamato and uh, Akira Tozawa, but uh, Yamato comes out with uh, John Moxley. Yes, and, and Trina Michaels, and Trina Michaels. Yeah, and um, how can you forget that? No, well, I didn't. <laughs> um, actually, uh, the night before, uh, 
um, Moxley came out with Yamato. Yamato actually sent Moxley back to the to the locker room, said, "You need to go because I'm a fighting champion." And he actually fought Aries by himself. But to, but it couldn't have been any different. But on the, the second, second night, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember who started. I guess Moxley probably got on the mic and was like, "If you want this to be." Like, this isn't going to be a title match. If you want this to be a title match, Tozawa, you need to beat me. And it was kind of a, it was kind of a, like a no, no rules match, yeah. I think. Yeah, um, impromptu, yeah. you know, hardcore, no count out. So it was kind of short, but uh, Tozawa actually beat uh, John Moxley. Yeah. Um, during the course of the match, or after it, there was a cat fight. Like, Reby Sky came out and got into it with Trina Michaels, so, yeah, yeah whatever. Um, one guy was like, "Take your top off," and someone goes, "Go look it up on the internet." Yeah, idiot. she was. Uh, Reby Sky was in Playboy, I believe. Well, both of them. Like, I was like, "Go Google it if you want to see yeah. him naked." And yeah. It's like, yeah, of course. I was like, "Really? You think they're gonna actually get naked?" Yeah, I, don't, I don't understand that logic. But so it ended up making the the last match of the night a title match: Yamato versus Akira yeah. Tozawa. Great match. And I totally forgot that that match was booked, especially after that tag title match. And then the Aries Jacobs thing yeah. with that huge angle at the end. I thought that was the end of the show. No. I totally forgot that match was going to happen. <laughs> but then that match went on. Man, that match was really good, was good, too. Those guys are really good. Man. I could see Chima over at the table just watching them. Just like, yeah. so. Cause people, you, people were, people, I saw a lot of people from the back watching that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, like I said, working their way up. And Chima's one of the top guys now. So, just seeing these, these younger guys coming up, you know, he's like looking in and making notes and things, so. But yeah. those guys are amazing. Like I said, both those guys have, of course, ability, and but they're super charismatic, especially Tozawa. I mean, he can really pull a crowd in and yeah. just follow him. It, after the match, he he did the thing that he usually does. Like, he lost the match. It was a great match, but he was like, and they respected each other. Yamato, who's kind of like what I've seen of him, he's he can be kind of a jerk. Yeah. But uh, he I was, got that impression when he first got in the yeah. ring. Yeah. Um, but he was, they were really cool. I think they probably, did they shake hands or yeah, something? Yeah, he, he got on the mic yeah. and, and Tozawa says, I respect you. Yeah. And they shook hands. Yeah. And that was it. And I just, Tozawa seems like, if it's genuine, then he seems like one of the, one of the coolest guys because he's, he's like, Whenever he loses the match, you can always see it on his face. He's like, I didn't do as good as I, I should have. I can do better than that. He's always, like, beating himself up over it. Right. But he's super respectful. He bows a lot to people. Mm-hmm. Actually, on the first night, they ha- they also had a, a, a jar for um, donations for Japan. And they had these, like, little stickers or whatever. that Like, you donate whatever, you get one of these. And Tozawa was actually over at that booth. And yeah. I put in $5. Say, did you get a sticker? I put in $5 to get one of these stickers. I'm not even sure what it means, what it says on it. But, um... Uh, Tozawa was there, and he was like, just, just shook my hand, like took, like with both of his hands, just shook my hand, and like, like thank you, thank you, and like bowed. And I was like, whatever, dude, it's cool. I knows how many so, people. I mean, do you think? I mean, do you even think he even still has a house or over there? I mean, yeah, you, I don't, you don't know. even know. It's hard to say. Friends, yeah. family. So it's crazy. I mean, he's really cool. I'm, I'm an even bigger fan of all those guys now, but especially him. So, it's really I, cool. I agree. I agree. I. I wish they came out here more. Yeah. And we had to drive to Georgia to see them, and they don't never go to Georgia. Yeah. I think their next shows are, like, in New York in, like, June or something. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be nice if, like, once a year they would go, like, on a six-city tour, like, of the big cities. Yeah. So we can get at least each kind of region, you know? Yeah. People would drive to that. I think they could do well. Why not, right? Yeah. This is, like, you know, like, New York, Dallas, L.A., uh, Seattle, you know, yeah. something, you know, they could happen. And so that was Dragon Gate. At WrestleMania? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I know how... I don't even know how long the show's going, but 
WrestleMania. I mean, some of you saw it, some of you didn't. It's too expensive, some you know, for some people, and right. I understand that. I was talking to, I was talking online to one of our listeners. And it's like I didn't see the show. It's too expensive, and yeah. I understand that. So, I'm trying to think of what I can talk about from the live perspective, because see, it's it's. It, I was thinking about this earlier. It's it's different for me. I can I can judge a show like the the Dragon Gate and the the ROA shows. I feel pretty confident judging what I thought about the show by being in the live crowd because you're like right there for both Ring of Honor yeah, and Dragon Gate. You can, yeah. You're up close. You can see it really well. You, you can see all the little intricacies of what's going yeah. on. But for something like WrestleMania, we didn't have bad seats at all. We had good seats. Yeah. But you're so far away, and it's it, you catch yourself just watching the Tron the whole time. I did. I really did a lot of times. And there's Tron everywhere. There's like yeah. a big one on the side of the dome, and then there's the four that surround the ring. And there's and a couple half, by the stage. Yeah, and half the time my eyes kind of go up yeah. and start looking at the monitor. And you have to sometimes because yeah. our seats were at a good level, but if there was stuff going on, on the floor, you couldn't see anything yeah. because you'd have to go look on the Tron. So I was, yeah, I was. I remember I kept telling them, like, I'm trying not to look at the Tron. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's weird. And the... The production is such a huge part of WWE. It's different. Uh, like the commentary does a lot for these yeah. matches, for um, better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, being in the crowd, I enjoyed the show. Yeah. The you, some you of the, the things you do get that you, you get the big time atmosphere feeling for sure. Yeah. That's one thing that's nice to experience about it. You yeah. Know? No, I wouldn't give it up for anything. I mean, no. it was a great experience. Yeah. But um. Uh, the only thing I'm kind of really upset about is that Michael Cole won the match. Even even if with yeah. all the shenanigans that went on, he still can claim I won the match, and the Cole thing is still going to continue, it's which re- it did the next night on Raw, it like in earnest, like just like more than ever. It's really yeah, because that was the whole thing was that he was supposed to get beaten up and humiliated past the point of we were even wondering whether or not he was still going to be the play by play guy, especially since they've been bringing Josh Matthews up so well. Yeah. And he could bounce off of Booker or the King or somebody, yeah. and it would make more sense. That was the whole point to WrestleMania: was yeah. Cole was going to be gone, and he's not. He's he's worse than ever now. Yeah. So that's all I want to say about that. Cause Even bringing out Jr. and the King for their supposed last hurrah in yeah. the second half of the show or the second, the last third of the show. Yeah. Can't wait to hear that part about it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's like what hiring Austin as the referee. Well, then. If you can't, you know, it's supposed to be no matter if you're a special guest referee or not, the decision stands. Yeah. That's just and and then yeah, Cole's still around, and we I figured we were at least gonna find out who the I know you don't care anymore, but who the raw GM is because people kind of want to know. Yeah. And this is the show to do it on. Yeah. We didn't get either of those I'm, things. I'm I've been done with that for a while. I'm done with Cole now too. I'm I don't. I realize that, but do you want that to be over at least? Can we just find out who the hell it is? I want it to be over. Yeah, yeah. well then I we need to, to find done. out who it is. I don't care. I would just I go know away. you don't care, but people care. <laughs> I know you hate people, but they care about who the raw GM is. And it could have been someone huge that was there that night. I understand what you're saying. Thank I, you. All I'm saying is that I don't want it to... I don't want to talk about it, because uh, I don't care about it. You don't want to give it the credit that it exactly okay. exactly I, I don't want michael cole to get the credit for what he gets credit for because he's so terrible and one last thing about the cole lawler match ho- hopefully the last thing is the thing that really struck me as odd is that the crowd reactions were very good throughout the night and i really thought i really thought going into the show 
that when Michael Cole started getting punched in the face, yeah. the people would go crazy. But it wasn't. And see, they see didn't. that's the thing. People don't care that much. The yeah. we got a boring chant during Lawler versus Cole. Boring and a you can't wrestle chant, which yeah. was directed at Cole and rightfully yeah. so. But of course he can't wrestle. By yeah. the way. Well, yeah, no, but, that's not a surprise. But I mean, that's that news. That should be a factor. Like, yeah, people were up for a lot of the matches, but for that match, they weren't. And this is supposed to be one, of, like, the biggest story of the last year yeah. is Michael Cole's just gone crazy. So listen to the and fans. When, and when he started getting punched. It was just kind of the yeah, the, it, the crowd noise echo that you got through the whole night. Yeah. And they weren't going boom, yeah. boom with each punch like a lot of matches have. Yeah. It didn't happen. Yeah. And I expected that was going to be the only match that got that besides the Undertaker-Triple H match. Yeah. I really did believe that in my heart of hearts because that's how much they built it. All right. And the, the reaction was not there. And it took it, it took away from me. Yeah. You know, the match sucked anyway, but yeah. you know they gave us enough little old school layups. Austin Booker Spinner yeah. Rooney, stunners galore. Yeah, uh, Josh Matthews did not deserve a stunner, by the way. I know, but hey, I'm, I'm sure, sure he loved it. Yeah, but that's got to be a highlight of his career yeah. getting stunned by Austin. You're in. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, Snooky surprised me. Short, short, short match, but. Thankfully, yeah, so if if they didn't keep, um, yeah, I got it. If they didn't keep a Ziggler and uh, Morrison in the ring for very long, mm-hmm. then I wanted it to be short, and it was. Yeah. So <laughs> she did that backspring, uh, handspring back elbow, and that that flipping splash thing. It was like, oh, yeah. all right. And I, I I forgot to tell Chris before the match. I go, oh yeah, I found out she used to be a cheerleader. Yeah. It's like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the only two moves she did. But it's like, oh, all right, she beat Michelle McCool. It's fine, whatever. I hate to tell you this, Chris, but I, I found out via a Snooky interview the other day that she is done with wrestling. That's why. So uh, <laughs> she has not found her calling, apparently. Uh, Good. I didn't expect her to hang around. That was my theory nor, on the nor, last show. I want her to. I'm, I'm just saying, that was my theory on the last show, that she may want to get in there yeah, while, no. while the Le- getting's good. See, this is what you do. That's how you do it right. You get out and leave while leave people wanting more. So There you go. Just go away. If she had showed up on Raw the next night, then people, she would have ruined that good first impression. So... No, no, don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, I was disappointed with the, uh, core match. Uh, three quarters of the core are champions and they get beat in, what, like two minutes, maybe? Yeah. Hey, Devil's Advocate, at least they made the card, unlike other champions. Yeah, I guess so, but Core's having a bad week this week. Oh, they are. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they aren't. But I was really looking. How how forward was I looking to the Daniel Bryan Sheamus match? Yeah. Not only did it get bumped to the dark match, but it really didn't even happen. It didn't happen. Well, it didn't. It got stopped because of interference and turned into a battle royal, and, which the great Kali won. And and half. Remember, I was like saying, do the battle royal, and there's yeah. a way to do it. And it kind of bled into the other thing where I wanted them to turn the mixed match into a one-on-one match. I was like, I want one audible at WrestleMania because that's different. All right. But it had to be in the dark match. And a battle royal that should have been happening in the first place. Yeah. It just... Ugh. So disrespectful. Yeah. So... Well, they... I have a whole list of people. I can't get into it on this show because it's, it's going to be cut day soon. Yeah. So maybe by the next show they won't be cut yet. But there's a whole bunch of people whose jobs are in trouble, right. and it's very apparent after this week. Well, Sheamus and uh, Brian got their their actual match the next night on Raw. 
Yeah. Like not the same at all, but... It's not the same, because it's not WrestleMania. Yeah. It, by default, it doesn't mean as much. Um, Cody Rhodes beat Rey Mysterio, which you Very were right. Very cool. Yeah. Very um, cool. I, I was... I was that was one of the last things I was right about. Yeah. <laughs> I was always on a bad streak in the first part. I was right with the Edge-Del Rio match. Good match. I knew Del Rio wasn't going to win. Yeah. What was our final count, dude? I don't, I don't know. I have to go back I'll, and count it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah. The, oh, uh, the, the Del Rio in. entrance was awesome, by the way. I was watching it on the ramp, but then um, when you looked up and looked at the Tron, the shot they had yeah. with the car and that little... I love the background stuff because they weren't yeah. video loops. Yeah. They were just cool custom backgrounds. I had great production. Yeah. Anyway, that goes without saying. But, but uh, yeah, Rey Mysterio's Captain America uh, <laughs> with, the, with the M, so I'm assuming he's Captain Mexico even though he actually is from America, but yeah. whatever. Not, not, not the worst superhero outfit, right? Uh, no, I mean... Is your least favorite still da- Daredevil? I don't know. The Flash? I didn't like the Flash one either. What year was that? Do you remember? I don't remember. Um, the Avatar one was kind of. I thought the Avatar one was kind of. I lame. didn't mind the Avatar one as really? much as most of the other ones. The 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 hair thing he had was goofy, but when you yeah. took that off, it was fine. Well, I told you my least favorite one was. It wasn't even. I don't even think it was a superhero one, but it was at WrestleMania 21. He had this mask with just like a few pieces of string in the back, yeah. and he kept futzing with it the whole time. Yeah. And he's wrestling Eddie, and the match isn't good because of his mask. I think it distracted you, and that's why you. I mean. No, I, I, it could have been a lot. It, it was good, but yeah. it could have been so much better yeah. if he hadn't been playing around. Like on Tough Enough, quit pulling your pants up. Yeah. Quit changing your mask all around because yeah. it's screwing up the match. <laughs> We'll talk about tough enough on the next show. Yeah, but uh, um, very cool. Cody Rhodes, big time win. Yeah, that new, some of the newer generation is breaking through here a little bit. Hopefully, little bit that won't there. be the highlight of his career. Yeah, hopefully, more good things to come. Randy Orton beat CM Punk, which I was very disappointed with. Ah, uh, yeah, I we saw it coming thirty seconds before it happened. Yeah, whenever but, Punk left the ring, I knew he was getting an RKO. Yeah, but I. I Punk wrestles very smart in that ring. I know I say yeah. that a lot, but. His his you know his brain power was on display. <laughs> you know the the psychology he has and so logical and smart. He's yeah. the smartest, quote unquote, smartest wrestler yeah. in the company. Just the matches they they book him to do or yeah. the stuff that they let him do, very believable for me. And I I like that about it. it it's it's a damn shame he didn't win that match. Yeah. Orton doesn't need the win. Yeah. After I mean Orton's just gone through every single member of the Nexus. Yeah. Without any problems. Yeah, so what's just, the what's the point of the feud? There was no understand. struggle at all in this for Orton. Yeah. Oh yeah, he lost a title match. Boo hoo. Yeah. Cena like almost lost his career. Yeah. And his life, you know, like I mean, he's he had, lost everything. He's and had Orton. no trouble with the Nexus. So I mean, what's what's wh- where's the where's the where's the dynamic? Where's where, what's going to pull me into this feud when you know Orton's going to beat every single one of these guys? That goes and that goes right back to the whole anti Cena thing. It's because yeah. he's. The face is like, you know, those people that make parody Cena promos yeah. where it's like Doom God mode and it's Cena. Yeah. But did you just see these two yeah. Nexus feuds? Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah. Not even close. I agree. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, Triple H Undertaker was good. And like I said, that match only had to go up and. Yeah, you got to go into it like it's not going to be the Michaels matches. Unfortunately for me, they've built, they've set the bar so incredibly high, and they've made this like this legendary match now, even before it happens. Yeah, that I know. I mean, I was sitting up there in the crowd every time Triple H went for a pin. I held up my two fingers, yeah. 
every single time. We were both doing too. Yeah, because yeah. I knew that Undertaker, even after like the third pedigree or whatever it was, and the chair shots and everything else, yeah. I knew he wasn't going to get pinned. After about a dozen pinfall attempts, I kind of felt like a dick, but we did it every time. Yeah. At least one of us is doing it every time, yeah. and we were right every, every time. Every single time. I mean, I knew it was... Is that dicky to do? I mean, like, we got people surrounding us just, oh my god! You know, it's maybe like... Maybe a little, but maybe. still. <laughs> and I mean, even that, that last pin attempt where uh, Triple H goes for the pin, and Undertaker kicks out, and Triple H, like, backs up, like, scoots back across the ring, and has this look of shock and horror on his face. Yeah. But they did that already. It was, yeah, it was cool, but, you know... I know it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. And then he got. I was. I. I didn't mention it when we were there, but I knew I was thinking it in my head. Is like he hasn't gone for the Gogo Plata yet. He hasn't gone for the Gogo Plata yet. That, so I always forget because because he hasn't been wrestling as much. Yeah. And I've notoriously hated that move. Yeah. But, and it. I hate the fact that it closed twenty four. Yeah. I hated him for that. <laughs> Almost hates a strong word, but yeah. you know what I mean. Horrible finish to me. Anticlimactic. Couldn't it be uh, any more. I disagree. Well, no, are you talking about this I'm one? talking about oh, 24. Okay. Okay. But this time, night and day. Yeah. Perfect way to end the match. Yeah. And I was getting scared, though, at the end. Because I still he thought I was, for a long, long time. I still thought I was going to hate the finish with the Gogo Plata because of the fact I'm like, fuck, he's going to pass out. Yeah. He's going to do the Austin thing. Yeah. Not that Austin's the only guy that can do that. But I thought, if he passes out, they're going to get so much shit for that. Yeah. He's like, oh, Triple H, he has to pass out to lose yeah. the Undertaker. Sean gets pinned. That's exactly where I, I was going to go with that, too. I yeah. was going to be that guy complaining, <laughs> like, Triple H, fucking office. He just pass out, you know. <laughs> but he actually freaking tapped, and I couldn't yeah. have been happier once he did. Yeah, no, I... Great ending. See, I enjoyed that. It was a good... It was a very good match. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it wasn't surprising to me. Yeah. And and you did the smart thing by by going to the bathroom afterwards because nobody was going then. I bet yeah, I, there but, were a few, but yeah. And I was this. What happened after that was I I wonder how much of that they even showed mm-hmm. on you know I wonder if they were doing like post video packages. Yeah. But he triple uh, sorry uh, triple H was doing that. I could see on I was watching the Tron at this point because I was trying to get facial reactions, you know. Mm-hmm. And it looked like he. Was he was trying to get up, but he kept looking at Undertaker because he lost the match, so he's got to get up last, right? Yeah. But then someone, I think someone said something to him, and he looked over, and he was like, "Dude, just get out of the ring," and he like basically left. But he kept looking back at Undertaker, yeah. and they were just kind of like, "Go, get out of here," and they wheeled Undertaker out, which they've never done yeah. at WrestleMania, and. I felt so bad. Like you think that he's working everybody it, it's but a work, yeah. I hope so because he really looked hurt. Like he was grabbing on the apron and he couldn't even, he couldn't even get up. I mean, like and. But but during the match, I mean, that's what they sold it as. He got hit. I mean, he took a chair shot to the head from the Undertaker or yeah. from Triple H. Yeah, he did. And he got how many pedigrees? And he got tombstoned. He did. He got tombstoned yeah. by Triple H. So I mean, if they hadn't done that, then I don't. It wouldn't have been. The same if Triple H had got, or sorry, Undertaker had gotten up first. I still, it would have been a little weird to me. I'm not saying get up first, but I don't think unless they can help it, they're not going to carry him out of there. That's the thing; they're not going to wheel him out of there like they did. I think after after, like I said, they built this up so incredibly high. Right. I think that that's just another way to sell it. Really? Yeah. Because I I I think it's I think I almost almost think I see what you're saying, but I'm almost the exact opposite method of thinking. I'm like, the whole thing is. 
when it's WrestleMania, Undertaker is a different person. He's he's so not one of us, but on that day, he's really not one of but us. But that see that makes this match stand out even more so. The Undertaker, the Shawn Michaels matches stand out because those were Shawn Michaels' last matches and right. they were incredible. Yeah. This one stands out because it was super violent and yeah. Undertaker was pushed beyond his limit, yet he still won. Okay. And even even when he couldn't walk, he still won the match. What do you guys so, think out there? Send, so, us, send us an email. Tell me. It's a work. It doesn't matter who you agree with. I'm just curious as to what. I'm not saying think. he felt great. I'm not saying he no. went out and ran a marathon afterwards. Well, I mean, I'm, you know, you read the internet. If you read the internet crap like I do, yeah. I, I like the four matches he worked last year, yeah. I kept hearing the same thing every time. There's backstage moles saying that once he goes through that curtain, he can't walk on yeah. his own. Yeah. Or he he's just like spent. Well, I would. So I can yeah. imagine what he was like after that yeah. match, obviously. Yeah. So that's why I kind of was going through that whole. I think he's really hurt, but I'll tell you what: whatever they aired and whatever they didn't air doesn't matter. They have to keep him off for a year until yeah. next year. He'll he'll the do the same schedule. He, he'll do the same schedule that he did this last year. I think. I don't think he's even going to do four. I, I think I think that he's not going to wrestle until really? uh, until twenty eight. Could be. Really well, they've already started booking the show, so. Well, yeah. Now it can't be. Okay, can we just talk about that? Because everybody knows everything that happened. Rock cost Cena the title. There's going to be a count out, and uh, Rock comes out, restarts the match. I would never do that. Uh, Every we at least knew apparently, yeah. unlike a lot of other people. People started leaving. Yeah, people left. <laughs> new and still champion. There's like the it's like ten and minutes. People are walking out. It's like ten minutes till the till the top of the hour, and people are leaving. Like the show is still going to happen. There's still more. The Rock hasn't come out yet. No, you're stupid. And, he, and Rock hasn't been there the whole second half. Yeah, he did. A, He's he did not going to be much of a host. Yeah, if he promises to actually confront Cena number yeah. one, which is the main idea for this whole thing. Yeah. And then two, make sure everybody goes home happy. Yeah. Sort so of, kind of. Rock bottom on uh, <laughs> Cena and Miz gets the victory. That's got to be like the shortest title match they've had in a long yeah. time since the Bre- even the Bret Hardy Kazuna one was about close to 12, 15 minutes because Yoko yeah. can't work very long. Yeah. But it seemed like the shortest title match, last match they've ever had yeah, it in was, WrestleMania. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was, it was pretty predictable, in yeah. my opinion. But, yeah. but um, you know. That's that's a big deal, of course. Rock cost and scene, yeah. and not that anybody's really that pissed about it. Apparently, yeah. I was a little pissed, but I'm glad. I'm very very happy for the Miz, the first heel since in 11 years since Triple H won the last match at WrestleMania 2000. He is the first heel to close the show as a winner, huh. and only the second one in history to do it. That's a big deal. All right, that's that's what I got out of it and it is a big deal good for the Miz yeah congratulations yeah um by the way random thought I'm so bummed that he was in town and I didn't get to meet Pee Wee oh yeah <laughs> that was that was the thing so last thing right is there anything else you want to say about Wrestlemania Wrestlemania 28 is going to be The Rock versus John Cena can they put in it pencil. off that long what was the question? <laughs> I said, can they put it off that long? Eh, with rock schedule, probably. I guess. I, I'm. I have to. I have to change my freaking prediction that I guaranteed on the show Cena that Cena versus Rock at SummerSlam. Oh, that but one. But yeah. I'm going to say now, Cena and Rock will tag team at SummerSlam, yeah. and they're just going to do the Mega Powers bit. Probably going to win the tag titles. This is the Mega Powers, dude. This is the Mega Powers storyline. They're going to respect each other for now. 
but there's that thing there. Yeah, no, I think I can beat you. No, I think I can beat you. And they're going to team up. There's not a lot of respect there. Well, there's not, but now all of a sudden... But there's that's not... the thing that pisses me off. Did I... I okay, spoiler. For me, I <laughs> only saw the last segment. Because of Raw. Yeah, because I was too I was still was still getting into town, I was unpacking, and I just completely missed Raw except for the last segment and I watched Tough Enough afterwards. So I'm gonna watch it this week. I only saw that segment. What happened between now and then to where Cena just doesn't want to take Rock's head off? That's the part that kills me. Um All well, of a sudden they're shaking hands and beating up the core together. I realize they're one up in each other. Yeah. But how did Cena, did Cena do anything? Cena wasn't super pissed when he came out for the the first of the, the that the first part of that segment. I mean, he, of course, he wasn't happy, but he was uh, wasn't like I'm going to kill this guy. That doesn't make any sense like to that. me then, because uh, Cena that's Cena's thing. His character yeah. lives and breathes for that day, yeah. as much so as the Undertaker does, yeah. really. So, but I, he doesn't want to kill Rob. Yeah, I thought that was a little weird, but okay, so I don't like it. <laughs> but hey, but, hey, dude! And if you're listening at home, we're gonna see Rock and Cena in Miami. Yeah. How about you? You gonna be there? Are, are is one of them gonna get hurt before then? See, that's the thing. How do you book do something you... in professional wrestling a year in advance? And, and, and my last thought on this whole thing about this match. Okay, I'm really not trying to pee on it right away because it is a bi- it's a but big you're de- gonna. <laughs> it's a big deal. Right. It's Rock versus Hogan too. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's just reverse generation, which is very kind of cool in a way when you think about it. Because okay. now the shoe's on the other foot. All right. But the thing that really disappoints me about this whole thing, and I mentioned this to you earlier, Chris, is. They're going to have to protect Cena so much for the next 12 months that it's going to water him down more than he ever has been his entire career. Um, and I truly maybe. believe that because, dude, look at all this. I'm, I'm, you know, in, in this PG environment they have that a lot of people hate, but they still do cage matches. They still do Hell in a Cell matches. They still do Elimination Chamber matches. They yeah. still have no rules matches. Hell. You can get hurt at a house show. How much are they going to have to water Cena well, down for this twelve months for this match to still take place? Cena's it's a big deal. Biggest injuries that I can that I can recall, like his last big injury, wasn't even in a cage match or anything like that. It was just yeah. a normal match. Yeah, neck so, injuries and, and yeah. he's, prone, so, he's uh, been prone to it. So I mean, if they're going to try to protect quote protect him, yeah. then he's just not going to have as many matches. Not necessarily stipulation matches, just less matches in general. Yeah, I'm just concerned about how he's going to come off, and he's really not going to be the favorite. But I don't know, I mean... In Miami, especially, in Rock's has, backyard. Has Cena missed a WrestleMania in the past however long? I need to check on that, but I don't think he has. I think he's always yeah. come back, even when he was hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I don't think I don't, he has. I don't think... Cena's not the kind of guy that I would think that would be like, I'm going to protect myself for this. Yeah. The office, yeah, maybe, but I don't. I don't really see that being that big of an issue. Anything could get, anything could happen. If he gets hurt at Elimination Chamber, he's screwed. Well, yeah. I, when it comes, they're going to have to not book him in the match. Coming up like Mania season next year, Rumble Elimination Chamber. Yeah, he's he's gonna. They're not going to put him in circumstances that are injury, like readily apparently injury uh, uh, prone. Never mind. Why would they? 
I mean, the match is set. It's this isn't good. a title yeah. match. He's not. He's, he doesn't have to be in the the rumble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't need to be in the the chamber matches. So <laughs> he's and if, if you're gonna book a match a year early, you're you are saying this yeah. is way more important than the title. Yeah. We know what's closing next year. Yeah, you know. Would you? Would you? Do you think that they should have done what they sh- what they did last year? You think they should have closed on Taker Triple H? Final no. thoughts? No, I don't. I like the fact that the title's the last thing. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm I don't to... think they should have closed with Michaels Taker last year. Really? I think it, sh- it should always be a title match. It should always be the main title match. Yeah, I realize that. I think that. I think because they really wanted to close Michaels Flair 24. Yeah. Flair said no. Yeah. And I don't think any of them were gonna say, Nah, we're not gonna close. Right. I, I, I love Taker and Michaels, but you know, yeah. if someone tells them they're closing, they're not gonna fight it. Yeah. So I realize that, but yeah, th- that's going to be the closer. No yeah. title match is closing, yeah. and I'm sure at least the U.S. or Divas or tag titles will not be defended. I'm sure. Look at this, already starting. <laughs> Let's just get out of here for now, okay? Right. Any any last thoughts, Chris? Nope. We got to get out of here. Thank you for staying with us on this uh, extra special special show. Hey, we had to talk about the the whole trip. It was a big deal, Chris. Yes. And we're gonna do it next year. So everybody. Start sending us more messages, and we'll all get, you know, we'll take over a whole floor next year at a hotel. How about that? The Wrestling House Show floor. Sure. And, uh, yeah, that's it. And uh, since WrestleMania is over, it is time for the All-Time Fantasy Tag Team Champions of the Universe Tournament, which you can be a judge if you email us and say, I want to be a judge. And, Chris, how can they do that? They can email us at whs at cnjradio.com. Just go to our website, cnjradio.com. You can find the email there, or just message us through our Facebook, which is also linked from the .com. Also, Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. I'll be doing lots of uh, tweets from Mania Weekend you can still look at. And, of course, when I do watch the shows, I try to tweet when I can. And, uh... That's pretty much it. I don't have much homework uh, for everybody out there. We're going to talk about potential cuts on the next show because I have a list here. And I'm really scared for a lot of jobs. Yeah. Also, talk Superstar- about it. Superstars is getting canceled. Yeah. We're also, if it's not already. We're also going to talk about a new uh, concept in uh, indie wrestling that I found through uh, Shelton Benjamin. So Some indie talk on the yeah, next show, too. In- interesting say. things. We talked a lot of indie this one. I'm. I'm I like it. This is this is how I like the show to be. So, right. anyway, thanks thanks again for staying tuned on this special show, and we'll see you on the next one. I need a big